Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Sports Cave. I am your host, Robbie Clark. That is my co-host, Zach Rona. Hello, hello. I'm supposed to be the predominant side, not you. I don't know what Zoom was thinking, trying to make you. Clearly, clearly they're figuring it out. Clearly they're figuring it out. Uh, Kevin, what's up, man? He says, gunshots. Shout out Punani Red. The hell is your hat say? The hell is that hat? Oh, this is Stevenson's rental. Hold on, actually, this wasn't the hat I was going to wear. Going to throw my uh, give me one second here. What, what's the hat you're going to wear there? As Zach is adjusting his hat, I'm just going to okay. That's the hat we are looking for today. Uh, oh, oh. I heart pussy money weed, and we're here to talk sports. Mm. You sure you don't put those three? The other things <laughs> are you sure you don't want to talk about those three other things well you know what we can we can save that for another podcast if you i mean if you want to start sprinkling in some some old psw or pmw kevin wants you to reshot out what you just said and i'm going to turn up your volume just so <laughs> they can hear you a little bit better i said uh shout out punani red and if you're uh if you're on the job site, you know what that means. You know what I'm saying? That's, I guess that's all the way I can uh, dive into that. Let me ask you, since you're in Canada, <laughs> since you're in Canada, what are those job sites like when it's outside <clears throat> negative 10 degrees outside? Well, today would have been a good example because it was fucking like it started with rain. Then it turned into snow, which made like a big slush. I mean, I mean, it's, I'm predominantly inside anyways, but it's fucking cold. <laughs> With your jackets on, but when you get out there and start working, you warm up a little bit, you know? Yeah, I guess so. But like the second you go back outside, like back to your car, like, yeah, you're definitely a little fucking frozen. You got, you got a remote. Do you have a remote starter for your car or? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I get started with, I'm laying in bed every morning. I fucking start that thing from your keychain or your phone. There's that capability now. Yeah, I don't think my car's got the whole phone thing set up, but. That would be something I should probably look into. That actually sounds quite yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah. So my mother's got her little Hyundai. You still drink Bush? What is wrong with you, dude? That's what do you mean still? I will never stop drinking Bush. It's a d- delicious nectar. Why don't you drink some piss while you're at it, too? Well, that just sounds disgusting. Yeah, because that's what Bush Doesn't is. Mean. Bush, Bush, Bush light trash. Yeah, I'll drink to that. <laughs> all right all right zachary so we dive into this motherfucker i was gonna say there's a lot we could dive into a lot of different directions we could start off the show here um we want to get the um kind of i guess the latest mlb news out of the way because it seems we like we've been starting with the baseball stuff lately seems fair but uh we got a lot of breakdown hockey too at least you do yeah lot to break down hockey yeah hockey was probably the most uh it's probably the most to talk about I'd say this. we're down one nothing yeah i'm looking i'm watching the game right now Fuck. fucking rangers rangers they're coming up pretty hot well you know what both teams are i think we're, we're both won five in a row we're both going to for five in a row right now kind of so like the next Knicks just won their fifth in a row did you see Jalen brunson destroying oh my god yeah just crossed the who, who, oh who did he fucking god. put on skates there caruso oh well, it's a bald white guy playing in the NBA, so I mean, it was bound to happen at some point. 
Yeah, he, well, he's not bald. He still, for whatever reason, still uses that little bit of thinning hair he has left. He is fucking bald. I agree. Right. I agree. But hey, you better watch your tone. Steve is bald, and you know what Steve's motto is. Hey, I didn't say bald isn't sexy. You know what I mean? It works on Steve. Bib, bald is beautiful. It works on Steve, you know? Why don't you work on Steve while you're at it? Anyways, all right. The big news. All the superstars in free agency, it's coming down to the wire here. They're all again taken off little by little. And the last one, one of the last ones left. You the real MVP. Thank you for whoever gave us the follow. Respect. Thank you very much. Let's uh, get those followers up to 100. You know what I mean? That's our next goal. Y'all talk of beauty. Reeves said, yeah, Dylan, we're going to get to that, my friend. It seems uh, oh, goodbye. Oh, that's on the topic list. Let me tell it, you. It is. Um, we're just going to get through some baseball here really quick because Carlos Correa, is a San Francisco Giant for 13 years, $350 million. Pennies. I mean, just pennies. The the years, you know, that's just what this free agency class is going to be for the next couple years. So the 13 years. But if you look how much money they're giving him, Zach, he was getting over 30 mil from the Twins. He's getting 27, a little over 27 from the San Francisco Giants. And the Giants had to do this. I mean, clearly. Losing out on Judge, they they had to make a splash. Losing out on Judge. They had to do something. They try bring. They brought in Mitch Haney to help, I guess, secure in case Judge didn't come in. So Haney will. <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? That's exactly what I'm talking okay, about. Okay, hey, just want to make I sure allowed, I was on the same page. To say that, or do that's I his. La- what do you mean, man? It's his last name, of course. Yeah, is it? All right. So Mitch Haniger is going to be there for a three-year, forty-three and a half million dollar contract. You got him along, um, Mike Yastrzemski. The one thing I was really surprised the Giants didn't do after their crazy season where they won over 100 and I like, think like seven games was bringing back Chris Bryant, who's a Rocky. So they have their yeah, that's a star player in being Carlos Correa. Um, the market for Carlos Correa, I think, was very minimal. I think he was looking to make a splash. Yankees and Dodgers specifically, they both didn't want him. It was reported that the Astros actually offered him a contract. Six years, $180 million. Damn. But if I was him, I'd do the same exact thing. 13 years. Yeah, you, I might as well. You get 350. So why, why not? A little less per year, but you get the longevity for it. So so what do you get out of Carlos Correa when he's not cheating? I'll tell you what you get out of Carlos Correa. He's a damn good defending shortstop. Now, I don't know how this is going to work out because they have another gold glover in Brandon Crawford. So is he going to slide over second base? Is he going to go over the third base? Or is Correa going to third? He's going to second. Who knows? This is. We'll see because. We haven't seen a situation like this. Two shortstops in the same team. One of them's got to give up their position since Jeter and A-Rod. Now, will Carlos Correa say, Craw, this has been your team. I'll slide over a third. Or is Correa going to come in saying, this is my spot. You're sliding over a third. How's it yeah, going to work? Yeah. I don't know. But Brandon Crawford is a damn good shortstop, as is Carlos Correa. So we'll figure that out as it comes along. But Zachary, how, are you are you shocked that at least he didn't go back to the Twins? Or do you think that he just had to go to San Fran. I don't know. Well, like you said, if he if the, between the contract offer he got from the Twins and the one from San Fran, I think you'd kind of have to be stupid not to go with that one. Double the time, maybe not as much money per year, but an extra, what was it, $140 million? Yes. It wasn't the Twins. It was the Astros. But I don't even, I don't even know if the Twins got a chance to make the offer yet. I'm just offer? As to why the hell the Astros didn't make an offer. They have Jeremy Pena. That made no sense to me. Yeah, you are right. It is a little surprising. I think San Fran could be a good fit for him, though. And San Fran's got a pretty good team, too. 
They got a solid team. Some damage. getting a little better. They they added Sean Manea, who is a former Oakland A, and talked about how much he actually loves being in the Bay. So if you're an Oakland A's fan, this is nothing new to you. This is nothing new. Um, You ever watch that movie Moneyball, Zach? I have seen that movie once. It's actually a very good movie. It's been it's been a little bit. It's literally the epitome of what the Oakland A's and a lot of these other teams are. Epitome. The GMs are going up to the arms like, I need more money. I can't help you there because they're yeah. that shit. So when you watch, when you see an Oakland A game and you see how empty it is, Zach, it's because the fan base has ditched the game. Well, yeah, they're, they're probably disappointed because there's nothing to be excited about there. No, they used to. If you ever seen a full house Oakland A's game, dude, it's Oakland is ruthless. They're ruthless. Yeah. That fan base, like they're almost as as uh, hardcore as Philly fans. Go look back yeah. in the you old. You want to talk about some Raiders. scumbag fans? Yeah, exactly, exactly. But, There's um. Oh, sorry, go on. No, you're good. You're good. Go for it. I was gonna say there was another move uh, that I wanted to talk about that the Giants made because it kind of well, I, I guess it sort of involved the Blue Jays as well. It did is bringing in uh, Ross Stripling, who kind of I mean I had very low expectations for that guy going into last year, but he stepped up and he. He basically served a huge role for the Jays last year. I don't know if he's like a, I guess you could say he's like a bona fide starter now. He's a starter. He's a mid-tier starter. Yeah. Starting three, starting four pitcher. Um, so that's a, I mean, it's not like, I wouldn't say it's a tough loss for the Jays after signing, uh, after getting our free agency signing last week. And then now I'm hearing that apparently we're linked to maybe possibly we're getting Johnny Kudo for finishing off our starting rotation. I mean, he's definitely getting up there a little bit in age, but. I still wouldn't be opposed bringing him in, see what he's got. You know what I mean? No, definitely. Johnny Cueto um, definitely resurrected his career last year with the uh, Chicago Sox, yeah. and he did fairly well with the uh, the Giants as well. Um, looking at what the the uh, the Giants got here, they got Logan Webb, Sean Manea, Ross Stripling, as you just mentioned, mm-hmm. Alex Wood, um, and their fifth is, I guess, to be determined. It doesn't really sound like a very strong starting rotation, to be honest with you. Not the strongest, but the one thing about the Giants is they're always savvy. They always find a way, which has been the, the moral story of when they don't have a superstar player and they're missing that. They find ways to try to win these games. Yeah, that's the best way I could put it. Um, I, I found a, a thing on Twitter earlier today of what their projected lineup supposed to be, and it's not the worst thing imaginable. It's not the worst thing. Um, here it is. So their projected lineup looks like Thayero Estrada, former Yankee prospect, second base, Mike Yastrzemski, uh, Carlos Correa, Jock Peterson, the DH, Mitch Haney in right field, Brandon Crawford, third base, J.D. Davis at first. So that probably means that um, Brandon Belt is most likely gone. Lamont Wade Jr., the left fielder, and Joey Bart. Joey Bart was supposed to be a big successor for Buster Posey. I actually had him winning rookie of the year last year, and he loved it. Yeah. I don't know what this kid's going to be. Maybe it's just, you know, the jitters. Maybe he'll figure yeah, it out. It could be an off year, right? Exactly. Someone to get used to. But I'll tell you what. If it's ever showed how valuable Buster Posey is as a catcher, I understand there's been a lot of great catchers throughout the game of baseball. That dude has to be listed among some of the best. So when we're talking about the best, we're talking Yogi Berra. We're talking Johnny Bench. We're talking Pudge Rodriguez, Posada, Veritek. Buster Posey's got to be in that same conversation as the rest of those tremendous catchers. And Look out. Another, how another much great name. Upstairs, you have Buster Posey. Well, I don't think it's Bust Her. You know, I think it's Buster. 
that that was that was my fancy baseball name. <laughs> bust her posy. That is a terrible fantasy baseball name. You know what? What would you know about fancy baseball? All right. My team name would be Balls Deep. But I, I feel like you could do that in, in any sport except hockey because obviously you puck. It's a very, it's exactly, it's a very universal fantasy name. So it's trademarked. So if you use, you're going to have to toss me a few bucks because you're a cuck. I don't, I don't think I am. That's fair. Um, question Who's that yeah. damn prospect? You remember I called him Nathan Peterman, but it, that wasn't it. Nate Pearson, I think his name is right. Yeah. Yeah. Is this kid going to be a starting pitcher? For you guys, I, I, no, I, I have in the minor leagues. I have no idea because I, I started hearing about this guy maybe like what was it four years ago? His yeah. name started coming up, and like all I was hearing, this guy's the fucking next guy. He's the next guy, and I'm pretty sure there's also been like back in the day when he was having that high pedigree. There was like not trade speculation around, but you know it's like oh no, you can't throw that guy in for a piece. He's going to be our next guy. I have no idea if that guy's ever going to crack this roster. He's not going to make the starting rotation this year, especially if we bring in uh, Cueto. He's not cracking that fucking lineup. Bassett, Gosman, Hygen, Ryu. Who the fuck? Oh, Manea. Manea, yeah. Yeah. And Barrios. I would say Barrios, too, so you might run a six-man role, you know. So, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with that guy, but he's definitely uh, has not, not prospered in to be something he was supposed to be. Now, maybe they try to switch him to the closer role you guys don't have a necessary well, i i want to say i i can't say for sure but i want to say that he has come up and played some relief roles for us so maybe if he does make a move to that and because our, our bullpen let's be honest our bullpen is fucking horrendous or at least it was last year downfall. that's your guy's downfall so Mariano rivera came up as a starting pitcher as the greatest closer of all times so, i mean yeah those transitions john smoltz is another example he went back to starting pitching but he was a closer for a little bit for the braves Especially if you want to save your career or resurrect your career. You know what I mean? Like you got to sacrifice some shit like that sometimes. And it's worked out for people before. No doubt. Um, so it's funny. We talked to Ryan on Monday about the Red mm-hmm. Sox. And we were talking about the whole Mookie Betts thing. And just hours ago, before we went live on the show, the trade that was sent around Mookie Betts featured Alex Verdugo, Jeter Downs, and another prospect. Jeter Downs was the main focus of that mm-hmm. trade, and he's just been DFA'd by the Boston Red Sox. So essentially, if you look at it, the oh, Red Sox oh. trade Alex Verdugo and trade Mookie Betts to Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be tough to hear for, that's especially for Ryan right there. Fucking stinger and a half, dude. That's the type, like, that is the type of things if you're a Red Sox fan and you saw that today. That's the type of shit that you're calling into. Yeah, that's that's, that's got to gut you on air. He's oh my god! Pockets, I'm gonna throw him in the harbor. Like these, <laughs> this is a terrible Boston accent. Harbor. harbor, But I'll tell you what, if I'm a Red Sox fan, just fucking shit on me some more in this fucking free agency in this offseason, huh? Lose Bogarts. Yeah, it's been still the- struggling losing Mookie Betts. Now we DFA Jeter Downs. He's available for everybody. We're going to have the next Jeter. Ha 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 Yankee fans. And now he's gone. <laughs> I think we can, uh, I think we can pencil him into the, uh, the fifth place in the AL next year. The AL Honestly, East. It's, it's right there. I mean, 
The Orioles, they have made many Especially moves. Especially how Baltimore looked. Not surprised. The, the last season. They don't have the money. The Red Sox have the money. They brought in Canley Jansen. They brought in a guy from Japan. They, they brought in um, a, another couple of relief pitchers that I can't think of the names. I, I don't know what the hell to do. And JD's still out there available. They still haven't signed yeah. Robert Devers. I just don't know what this Red Sox team has has planned. I don't get it. It's, it is a... Uh... It's definitely a very, very tough time to be a Red Sox fan right now. But I'm as a Blue Jays fan, I mean, I'm just loving it. I am absolutely love seeing it. I, I was going to say, as tough it is to be a Red Sox fan, the city of Boston, they don't give a shit, though. They still got the no. Bruins. They still got the Patriots. They've, they have won they got the so much fucking shit over the la- this last decade. It'd be nice for them to have some crappy teams for a little bit. And I thought that was going to be the, the Bruins this year. But clearly, clearly, we were very wrong about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Firing Bruce Cassidy, and then who did, who was it that they took forever to bring back? Was it Pashnak or Marshan? Well, they took well. Um, no, they. Uh, I think it was well Bergeron. I I ended up signing with them. I believe is the, the guy you're probably thinking of there, or it was uh, David Krejci? They brought back uh, the second. Thinking of they were taking forever with to bring back the se- the second. Um, Bruce Cassidy was fired. Uh, I'm pretty sure David Krejci's phone or his agent was calling calling boss and saying, okay. Let's work out a deal. He's been, uh, he hasn't really done too well, but he's also, I think he's like 36, 37 years old now. Had a season away from the NHL playing, and I believe it was the Czech League. Yeah. So so it's a whole different style of hockey. Understandable. Um, Yeah. Other than that, baseball, a little dry right now. There have been talks about Dansby Swanson potentially going um, to the Red Sox amongst all this and Trevor Story sliding over to second base, but we'll see. Rodon and the Yankees are really far off on the offer that the Yankees gave Rodon, I think, is seeking seven years, $200 million, which is close to $28 million. And that's way too much for the Yankees. Yeah, it's going to be their second or third. You got to give your respect to Nessa Cortez. Garrett Cole, obviously, being the ace. Rodon, there are other teams out there that he could definitely be the ace for, but I'm sorry. If the Yankees are giving $36 million to Garrett Cole, he's the certified ace. Yeah. Struggling or not, he also led the league in, in strikeouts last year. So the guy. He could still strike him out. So all those that think that Garrett Cole's overrated, he's definitely not lived to the contract exceptionally, but I will tell you, he's always been in the Cy Young conversation every single season. So he hasn't been that bad. We'll see how he does without the sticky stuff. You know, I'm going to keep my eye on him. Yeah, you're right. I'll ask Alec Moneo too, and I'll ask Jacob for sale, and I'll ask every goddamn pitcher across baseball. They were all using sticky shit, dude. Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer is the one who brought this up. Trevor Bowers told MLB, he's like, they're all using sticky stuff, and they ignored him. And then he was trying to take the light off him for beating he, up that no, chick while he, he used the sticky her. stuff the next game, and he had like Ugh. 17 strikeouts to show him. He's like, this is the shit that they're using. Like, just crack it down. It's a shame that baseball is so against fucking Trevor Bauer. It's not even baseball. It's Rob Manfred because he calls well, him for being the jackass that he is. And that whole thing. Is, is Trevor Bauer not the one that fucking beat the hell out of that chick while they were while they were no no she who am i thinking of i i don't know who you're thinking of but she was accusing him of sexual assault and trevor bauer's been posting everything about how she was texting him like crazy like yeah, I, no i got this what i was one thing and like, then there was like, fucking... took a video of sleeping right next to him so the dude is innocent as a motherfucker but baseball it, it's just how baseball is when they have a grudge against a player aka pete rose trevor power has to be along those same levels at this point yeah. 
it'll be uh sorry, there's just a fucking text message on my phone there. I blind for a second. Um I, I don't know. That that <laughs> the story I heard about that guy was pretty fucked up, but I didn't I never really looked into it myself. Oh, is he is he is he back now or is he still No, they suspend him for two years. Yeah, I thought it was a two year that oh my god, that's a hefty one. Jeez, Deshaun Watson only got eleven games. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's innocent. Anyways. Anyways. I so. guess that uh any more. Oh, one one. Oh, for Leafs? Leafs? Who scored? Yeah, Leafs tied. Uh, I believe oh bunting. Marner? 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 No, Marner's not on the ice. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes your baseball talking. Here's Zachary with the hockey news. I guess going right into it. I mean, if we're if we're talking about uh, Mitch Marner right off the bat, that's kind of the the main focus going into the hockey news this week. Um, because what he is doing right now is uh, kind of unprecedented. You know what I mean? It's just every fucking game he's coming out and he is putting points on the board. He's going for 24 straight games live as we are recording this. So uh, if it does happen, you'll see me probably shit my pants. But I, I, I don't I know like probably a lot of these listeners because the hockey is kind of a newer section to this uh, to this podcast since I've come on. Mm-hmm. So I, I know a lot of the listeners probably don't. Uh, maybe aren't too familiar with hockey or aren't really huge fans of hockey yet. Or they play attention playoff tanks, playoff hockey. Yeah, exactly. That's even so, when I turn on. You know how I'm not that big with hockey, but playoff. Yeah, hockey. playoff hockey's fucking. I mean, there's it's next to none. It's like playoff baseball. A lot of people can't keep up with baseball the whole season, but playoff baseball is different. Yeah, I, I, that's exactly why I could watch playoff baseball at no fucking problem. But you think I'm gonna? I could not sit at my house and watch like a nine inning Jays game on a Tuesday night. You know what I mean? That's fair. I'd go to the game. I'd have no problem doing it. But, but like, uh, I I just want to just drill it into people's heads how fucking hard. It is to get points in 23 straight National Hockey League games. Now, be it the 23rd game, I think everybody, everybody on fucking Earth knew is going to get it because the Anaheim Ducks rolled into town, and the Anaheim Ducks are yeah, just oh my god, they're just a pathetic franchise this year. But uh, Leafs ended up beating them seven nothing. Great win for them. Back-to-back shutouts for Ilya Samsonov, which is another thing that the Leafs have had going very well from this year. Their goaltending, both Matt Murray and Samsonov, have been unfucking believable, and that's something the Leafs really haven't had. You know what I mean? Like we had Jack, we had spurts of Jack Campbell of just absolute greatness, but then he would go on a streak of fuck, sometimes like ten games where he would be really shaky. They'd still squeeze out some wins and shit, but it wouldn't be the saves you're needing to get. We haven't. I'll be. It's definitely early on in the season, but we haven't seen any of that so far with Murray and uh, Samsonov. They've looked extremely solid in all the games they played in, and even when Murray was injured and Shelgren had to come in the third string, definitely not someone I'd want to have as a fucking backup right now. But he he did what he had to do, played his part, got us some wins. So it's. Uh, I know I say it. I know I say it all the time, but it is actually. It's. There's just like there's like a different feeling this year with the Leafs. I don't know what it is. I don't know how to describe it. It feels like, like they keep progressing, 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 and it's but like we have to see until we see that success. first exactly. round until the first round yeah. of the playoffs come. There, the other shitty part is, man, no is I, I, until that happens. I still say it. Last year against Tampa Bay, we were the fucking better team in that seven game series. That pick all was a bunch of bullshit, dude. You know what I the problem was? If it was anybody, hockey. 
if it was anybody except for that fucking idiot, Justin Hall, who did the pick, because, dude, he made it look so fucking obvious. All you got to do is, like, you know, maybe look to your left, skate up to the guy. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. I bump. You know what I mean? But he, like, dropped the shoulder into the guy. Yeah, he said to pick like an NBA player. Yeah, oh, God, I fucking hate Justin Hall. That's one guy I would love to see off this goddamn Leaf team. How, do you hate him more than Sean Avery? No, Sean Avery's a fucking loser. What if I get Sean Avery on the podcast? Beautiful. I'll tell him I'll fight him in rough and rowdy. Oh, shit. Would you go all yeah, the way? To be like, honest, he'd, he'd probably, he would just kick the absolute shit out of me, but that'd be pretty oh, cool. Now you're a bitch. Now you're a bitch. You think I could beat up Sean Avery? Sure, I believe. Maybe now, no, maybe as my work. Of course, I believe in you, dude. Fucking quick little fucking jabs, with you know what I mean? <clears throat> Introducing this side of the corner from Toronto, Canada, weighing in two hundred and seven from the blue corner, weighing in at two hundred pounds flat. I fucking love that feature. I think everybody loves that feature. Even I'm a $69 mic. You 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 heard you heard me before the show. I'm pressing buttons here to yeah. see if match the intensity. Doesn't now that just sounds like you're talking like a tin can. But if I talk like this, it sounds like oh a complete shit. Jesus Christ! <laughs> sounds like you're talking like an old ass house phone, like the ones that got the fucking little curly cord still attached to it. Hello, hi but Zach. You, uh, I know you've been watching a little bit of the uh, the Leafs play this year. What are you? Uh, I know you. You know you're not the most. Hockey no, knowledgeable but, at the moment, but I know you're getting I, into it. I feel confident whenever the, they're on the other side, the blue line, when they're when they're playing defense and especially doing the power plays, I fucking yeah. cringe. I cringe. It's, it's tough. It's and obviously the power plays, you know, most fans feel that way. But if you have a good defensive team, you're, you're you don't mind the power play unless it gets down five, three, then it's like, oh, oh shit. Now, now we're in trouble. But when the Leafs are in the power play, the amount of shots penalty kill. Sure. Like when they have, you're saying when they have a power play against us, like when we're short of man. Yes. Yes. Correct. The PK. Okay. The penalty kill. Okay. Like, like you said. Hey, I'm, we're learning, baby. We're learning over here. You know I'm what I mean? New, I'm new to the six four three baseball. What is that, Zachary? Six four three. That's some sort of double play. <laughs> yep. What other positions? Come on. Come oh on. fuck, Wait. dude! I don't Come know. On. Is that when you go to second and first? Position players in the field six. Oh, oh, be shortstop to second to first. Yeah, I know. I like I do. I wake up in the morning and I piss excellence. That's that's, that's that just exactly that's exactly what happens. That was fucking incredible. That's what happens when you have a huge, huge, huge penis. Don't uh, don't hype yourself <laughs> up too much. You know what I mean? Because then when they I got I got sidetracked. Well, I heard you the podcast. That was, this, that was the bush. That was the bush talking. <laughs> Have been. But yeah, that's where I stand with the Leafs is it's been rocky, yeah. but recently it's been really fun to pay attention to if I get a chance. They're exciting to- team, man. And this whole Marner situation, wasn't Marner the one who got robbed after the playoffs or was it Nylander? It was one of those two players that got robbed. Oh, fuck. I think it was Marner. I think it was Marner. Ironic, the dude gets robbed and- and now he's killing it. That's what happens. You know, you get a little uh, get a little incentive. I'm going to stick it to that piece of shit. You know, my favorite thing was before the season started, you saw they were um, there was a couple of them working at Timmy's. And yeah. Austin Matthews and all of them come down. I think it was Matthews and Nylander that were doing yeah. it. No, Matthews actually showed up in, in the Jeep, the topless Jeep. Oh, yes, you are. It was Nylander and Bunting. I think it was Bunting. Yeah. 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 I think it was Bunting. 
And then, and yeah. then uh, Matthews and a bunch of other guys are just coming by and they <laughs> drinks out of it. You know, what's crazy is when athletes do that, they make it look like it's so fun. But if you go down the streets of Timmy's right now, Zach, it's be like, all right, can I help you? Oh, actually. Yeah. Hi, can I help you? See, that's actually exactly what that mic would sound like. Order 53. It's ready for pickup. Anything else? Oh, my God. That's fucking horrendous. <laughs> that is horrendous. I could start practicing. <clears throat> but, um, Bill, how may I help you? <laughs> going off on, I don't know who was the uh, the gentleman and or lady and or they them. I guess, you know, at this in this day and age, I got to just check off all the boxes who uh, wanted us to talk about the Ryan Reeves hit. Oh, that was Dylan. Yeah. You said Dylan? Me that. And I, holy shit. So first of all, what I would like to start off by saying with that Ryan Reeves hit is I've seen a lot of shit on Twitter, but whether it's clean, whether it's dirty and from the videos I see, it does kind of look like the principal contact is his head. But dude, the guy's got his fucking head down into his, into his, you know what I mean? He's got dropping his chin and shit. Like the number one rule in hockey is you keep your fucking head up. And that guy's head was completely down looking at the puck as he's fucking stick handling. And he got absolutely destroyed. I, I mean, I, I can't see that not being a clean hit. I I'm, I'm, was happy to see there was no penalty called in that play because normally the refs, anytime you see a fucking big hit like that, automatic penalty. That's what it's like in the NFL. A big hit like yeah. that is an automatic penalty. But he also looked up really last second, too. He, yeah. He much staring you down. Saw him come, Reeves had exactly. every opportunity to, to get where he needs to get and just level up because that's We've talked about this with the Rangers trading him. That's his game. He he's that instigator. He is that. He short provides hit. that spark, man. He provides that fucking spark. And that dude, that was one of the hardest hits I think I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Uh, and that heroic that he hit is actually having a really good year. So it's kind of shitty for that to happen to him because I, I mean, I, that guy has to have some sort of a concussion or something like that. He just got he basically got destroyed by like a semi truck. And then Reeves actually later on in that game, I don't know who it was, but he fucking destroyed somebody else in the corner. And then he had a chance, Robbie, to cap it off. He had a chance to cap it off with a beautiful empty net goal. Would have got his first goal in the Minnesota Wild. And what does what does Ryan Reeves do? Well, first of all, let me tell you right now, one statistic about Ryan Reeves is he uh, he buys his hands from the brick, which uh, as a hockey term means he has stone hands. Uh, he missed wide open net, empty netter all by himself, enters in the blue line, and he flutters a snapshot off the side of it. So, you know what? It's not what he's there for, but fuck, that would have been like a, just a perfect little cap off for uh, for Mr. Reeves. Yeah, after, after- I, I found it to be hilarious that you missed that. <laughs> Remember when Marner, I think it was like for the 18th, game in a row he missed the empty net and then he got another chance and he made that shit oh yeah and you know when he got that puck back in he's like i am fucking no chance in hell am i uh am i missing this one right yeah yeah, i i I would definitely say the so far so good for the ryan reeves impact in minnesota i mean he's brought that spark he's brought that dude when you have a guy like ryan reeves play especially if you're a guy like minnesota's guy kirill kaprizov unbelievable skill player they have like Matt Zuccarello, another little great skill player. You just feel so much like safer and 
having someone like that on your team because you know if, okay if somebody runs me over like i correct correct me if i'm wrong i don't even think anybody fought ryan reeves after he no, fucking after that, destroyed there was a Rona. guy who went over, but like they cut the no Reeves one, no one dropped the gloves. And like the, all he the, did was throw the stick at Reeves, and that was it. The second big hit he had that game, uh, Ben Chariot dropped the gloves with him, or Chariot, whatever the fuck you say that guy's last name. You guys asked what it, it wasn't much of a fight. It was like maybe one punch throw by each of them, and then it was a takedown. But yeah, Reeves pretty much body slammed him. And I don't know if uh, speaking of Ryan Reeves, I don't know if you have been. Uh, if if you kind of keep up to date with the um, like all the barstool sports shit with you know they have that rough and rowdy, yes. Well, apparently they've been talking about they uh, they want to do when Ryan Reeves retires they want to do Paul Bissonnette versus Ryan Reeves as like a headliner for rough and rowdy because they've been talking mad shit to each other on Instagram and Twitter yeah. and shit the last couple of weeks. You see the Jose Consenco rough and rowdy with Billy Football. Oh my god, dude, that guy got his money. I mean, yeah, exactly. He, what did he, he lasted like fucking 23 hit, seconds or some shit like that. By Billy, and he was out. And he said, what did he say? He hurt his shoulder or something? Yeah. I, I don't blame the guy. I think he got like a million bucks for that, didn't he? Oh, I don't know if he got a million, but if he got a million for that, Portnoy's nuts. I would definitely, it's it well is. over six figures because Konsenko wouldn't have done that. Yeah. Konsenko is probably desperate for the money. Fuck. Well, I mean, I probably would have done the exact same thing. Hell yeah. You know, the box, you get your cash. If we go to Rough and Ride, I think winner gets like 500 bucks. That's it. If you win. I don't think we're getting any money for that. Plus, we're not we're not like fat trailer trash people or or I was about to say midgets, but I guess that's not a term they like to have little people. Well, I well, I guess we're fat. We're just not fat trailer trash. You know what I mean? <laughs> I used to live in a trailer. <laughs> you look like you have eyebrows with that hat on right now. Doesn't? How's that? Oh, there they are. Oh, geez, Louise. It's getting scared there for a second. My sincerest apologies. Have you ever <laughs> seen a grown ass man missing like one entire eyebrow? Just one? Just one. Like, no, I can't say one. you have. <laughs> uh, it was so it was so awkward. Um, you know, a guy that's missing an years eyebrow. Ago, Garrett Temple was a net and I guess he got cut up like around one of his eyebrows. And they had to shave off his eyebrows so they could put the stitches in. So he was well, that'd be a fucking look and a half, dude. It was atrocious. I was like, oh, yeah. I would have shaved off the other one while I was at it. You know what I mean? Yeah, might as well let him fucking at least look even. Yeah, he was playing with one eyebrow. I would have shaved off the other one. Maybe he got like a little fake one put on, like how those chicks put their eyelash on. And he was oh, glued on a dude, little. It was bald as fuck. If it wasn't bald, he had tape over it. But like. It- He's like, that's how he lived his life for like, for like a month and a half. It, it more than that, dude. It was a long time. It was a couple months. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was it was disgusting. Ugh. Moral of the story, folks. Don't shave your eyebrows and don't try to get cut up near your eyebrow. I, or shave them. I heard that's coming back in style. That's fucking weird. That's fucking now, weird. if it's a trim, like how, how the girls used to do back in the days, that like trimmy trim trim. Okay, at least there's something there. Don't shave that shit off. That's weird. The fucking there was one uh, I can't remember her name. She's like a really hot singer chick, and she just shaved off all of her eyebrows and it was like Doja Cat or some shit. I don't know. It's one of those fucking crazy chicks that gets some sort of fame and pulling the old Britney Spears, I call it. Oh, Britney's Twitter videos now. Oh, dude, she is fucking. What is she like? She does like naked fucking belly dancing now and shit on her Instagram. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Ugh, she's all over the place. 
That is one chick I just never thought was attractive. <laughs> she just always looked like a fucking idiot to me. Like I just looked through, I was like, her IQ to me it looks like it's she was, in the negatives. she was doing some um music show. It wasn't American Idol. It was an, uh, I was the um version. And she was was X. I was an X Factor. She was doing. I think it was X Factor. Yes, yes. She wasn't bad in that. She seemed somewhat normal. Well, it's kind of a perfect job for it. It's just like like it's. Oh my gosh, you did so well. You know what I mean? It's not fucking slide me in there. I could do that shit no problem. Whoa. Pause. Not no, don't like slide me into Britney Spears. I mean, <laughs> into the show. Oh uh, yeah. Hey, getting back on track with hockey. Yeah, sorry, folks. Moving on uh, to on some more Monday, hockey news. On Monday, we were talking about Ovi being three goals away from eight hundred. So what does he do? He hits a fucking hat trick, so he gets the goals. <laughs> Zach, so, if, I, if I could put that into perspective of a way I could think about some way I've seen something like that before. Derek Jeter was three hits away from three thousand. So what do he do? Gets two base hits, and then he hits a home run for three thousand, and then he continues to finish that game five for five. Yeah, the game winning hit. That's, That's what I can relate it to. You know what it is, Robbie? It's it's big players do big things. Yeah, like guys like Ovi. It's like you see something like that. It's like it's almost kind of cemented. Like, dude, this guy actually probably is going to be the fucking probably yeah, probably will have the most goals in NHL history when he retires. He has a chance now tonight to tie Gordy Howe in goals. Gordy Howe played till he was fucking 60 goddamn two years old, pretty much. That guy was playing well into his 50s, I believe. Professional hockey. His nickname is Mr. Hockey. I remember, yeah. Former Hartford. So, I mean, it it, it is like it's it's kind of like even like last year with the was a pool holes when he got 700 home runs. You have everyone around the league kind of right. It's sort of the same, the same similar, uh, same similar feeling. I love it too. Like every time they have a big play like that, they fucking go in the room. They're just getting fucking doused with water bottles and shit. In 1980, Gordy Howe retired at the age of 52. 52 years old. Two years old. He's, and uh, you think like, oh my god, we'll never see that again. And then you hear a story about. Uh, I'm sure you obviously know who Yammer Yager is. I know who Yammer Yager is. Yeah. So he is. Uh, he was a player and owner and fucking probably coach of uh, some team. I don't think it's the top check league. It might even be the second. It might be a third tier or maybe it's the second tier. Russian, uh, check. Check. Yeah. And um, uh, he hasn't been playing this year because the guy is 50 something years old. Well, they were short players, uh, I believe it was last week, and he fucking suited up. And I'm pretty sure if I saw it correctly on Twitter, he got two assists. <laughs> so Dude, he still fly. got it. He still got it. Yeah. Sorry. It's like flying around. It's like tempting. Like, oh, oh, come get me now. Come get me now. Well, maybe, maybe you should clean your room up a little bit and you wouldn't have fucking flies flying around. Yeah. Did you think about that one? Room is clean. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's uh, it'll be it'll be awesome because he, he's getting old. Right. So it's he's got a couple years left. Um, they saw, I saw a breakdown today on TSN. They did, um, like how many games it took for him to get from zero to a hundred goals, hundred to 200, 200 to 300. And yeah. it basically was, went from like low, like, like 130 games, 160 games. Then midway through it was hitting like 190, 180. And now at the later stages of his career, he's now dropped it back down to where he's scoring a hundred goals and like about 160 games or so. So by that logic, if he has two more seasons, 
What happened? We have breaking news in baseball right now. Oh. And I'm not going to hold my breath until another person tweets it because this is the same dumb fuck that said Aaron Judge is going to the San Francisco Giants. So take it with a grain of salt. According to MLB analyst John Heyman, Carlos Rodon has agreed to go to the New York Yankees. The details wow. are to come. But as of right now, it says Carlos Rodon to Yankees. This is the same guy who said he's on his way to San Francisco. So as far as I'm concerned, Carlos Rodon is probably going to the Giants until I hear from Ken Rosenthal or Jeff Passan. Like we said, folks, take that with a grain of salt because this reporter is a cock. A C-U-C-K. Biggest fire in five minutes of that one tweet. It looks like yeah, six- the entire fucking world. dude. You know, Could you tell these people my reaction when I saw that? <laughs> Oh, dude, I, I, I think I told you guys last week. I actually was I had honest to God concerns that there was going to be some self-harm done. First of all, you guys should have seen if if there was like a little bitch meter, it would have just been. It just would have been smacking off the fucking top of it. I, I think I saw tears come out of his eyes. I hope your dog smacks the shit out of your face with his tail. <laughs> that wouldn't really hurt at all, to be honest with you. <laughs> But, um, yeah, that's some big news. I mean, this came out of nowhere. I hate to. No problem. That, uh, that's pretty exciting. We get to drop some. Here's what uh, he's reporting. According to John Heyman, the Rodon deal is six years, $162 million full, no trade, no trade clauses. So let me do some quick math here. What's your thoughts on that? Six years, 160. That's like what? Oh. So the Yankees kind of bit the bullet that that's essentially what he was asking for. The Yankees essentially bit the bullet. They said, we're going to give you one less year. So six, seven, man, that payroll on Carlos Rodon. Like I said, Rodon could be an ace on a lot of teams, but when you look at the aces at some of the best teams, so when you look at the Yankees, Garrett Cole is the ace. When you look at the Rangers, the Grom is the ace. When you look at the Mets, Verlander or Scherzer, pick your poison. They're the ace. Yeah. Miami, Alcantara, the ace. When you look at the Blue Jays, either Gosman or Renea is the ace, but Rodon, he was the ace for the Giants, and I'll load up his numbers for you because he was in the conversation for the Cy Young Award last season. And well, Hey, maybe he storms in there, man. Maybe he takes over that ace. He was fairly good as well in his time as a Chicago White Sox. So loading up baseball reference here. He's been in the league since 2015 with the Chicago White Sox. In 2021 is when he really took storm. He went 13 and five with the White Sox with a 2.37 ERA. And last year he went 14 and eight with a 2.88 ERA. Damn. In 178 innings pitched. He had 237 strikeouts. So the Yankees just added another 200 strikeout pitch when Garrett Cole just led. Yeah. That's a scary start line, starting rotation. Hey, so, maybe they won't get swept by the by the Astros. So the Yankees rotation now, and it's just come out with Jeff passing. So, so this is legit. This is a legitimate signing. It's official. Do you think that guy's like, I mean, it's going to take a while for that guy to gain his credit. Like, I mean, you guess I'm not gaining his credibility back, but like for people not to kind of second guess now when they see. Yes. A tweet like that. Come but, out but, of here, what did I tell you? I told you this is how he did it. The tweet said Rodon to Yankees. It's like he's yeah. got to be. First one there. And then when you get a tweet, I'm going to read you the whole Jeff Passan tweet. This is how he does it. Left-hander yeah. Carlos Rodon and the New York Yankees are in agreement on a six-year, $162 million contract. Sources familiar with the deal tell ESPN. Ken Rosenthal puts it like this. The other guy trusts. 
Sources confirmed free agent left-hander Carlos Rodon in agreement with the Yankees six years, 162 million. And you know, it's one thing I love about Kenny. He always gives credit to who the first person was. Yeah, as you should. So did he give credit to that John Heyman motherfucker, whatever his name is? This first John Heyman. Well, there you go. So that is uh, that's some exciting news to break live on the show. So the Yankees rotation is now going to look like Garrett Cole, Carlos Rodon or Nestor Cortez, two and three. Severino, who was the Yankees ace five years ago before he had all these shoulder problems and was really mm-hmm. good last year. And if Frankie Montage shits the bed, they'll find someone to fill in that void. Yeah, that fifth spot is kind of expandable, sort of. You know what I mean? It's- what Carlos Rodon is, he's a ground ball pitcher in the short porch like Yankee Stadium. You love those type of pitchers. That's why when I say Chimming Wong, unless you're a Yankee, you're not a Yankee fan, you have no idea who he is, but he was very successful until he tore his foot apart. And he's that's, that's a fucking person? Chimming Wong. It's a, it's a mouthful right there. Why Tanaka was also successful, ground ball pitcher. Wow. It's funny too, Zach. It's like as we are closing out with baseball, I told you. I don't I didn't yeah. know what was going to happen because they said that they were far apart. And it seems like here's the thing with the Yankees, and I, I know we want to get to hockey. I'm sorry. No sorry problem, for wants to listen to hockey right now. The Yankees are only spending this much money now because before that happened. Do you know how much money the New York Mets are going to be spending in free agency this year, Zach? After all the taxes, because there's there's the MLB tax tax threshold, and then there's the Steve Cohen tax threshold. They're going to spend over four hundred million dollars, and they're still signing people. And the Yankees are at two fifty. So now Steve Cohen is putting the pressure on the Yankees. The Dodgers, yep. Red Sox, the Cubs, hell, even the, some moves. even the Blue Jays. That's what you have to do to get these top guys. So Hal's going to have to break over the bank, and this is what he's going to have to do if he wants to keep up with the Mets. That's what he's going to have to do because now the Mets are the epitome of buying a championship more so than the Yankees. Yep. Oh, yeah, you are right. That's a lot of money to spend. Holy shit. I'm just thinking about all the contracts they have. It's just like, oh, my God, 30 million here, fucking 35 million here. All right. That's the big news right there. We'll see what happens. You have any, you have any more thoughts on that before we uh, slide her back? I love it because last year, the only lefty in the rotation was Nessa Cortez. You love to have more than one lefty in your yeah. rotation. It's good to have a nice little mixture. I mean, as far as the Jays are concerned, they only got one, Hyjin Ryu, when he's healthy. They they signed the other uh, Japanese guy, Kikuchi, I think it was. Oh, yeah, Kikuchi. Well, he's 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 turned out to be a decent little reliever, but you know what? I knew, right, I think I said it before, first time I saw that motherfucker come out and he was had that vibrant yellow glove, mm-hmm. I said, oh, we made a mistake. <laughs> we made a mistake. You can't, you can't go out there and be sick with that fucking glove. I'm sorry. It's just you just can't do it. You got to look the part to be the part. Wow. Here, here's another one. That's why I love Jeff Passan because he always finds a way to put some intriguing out there. Last thing I'll mention, we'll go right back to hockey, talking about Ovechkin. Rodon, 30 years old, was the best pitcher left on the market. And the Yankees add to rotation that already includes Garrett Cole, Nessa Cortez, Luis Severino, and slew of other options. Between Rodon and Aaron Judge, the Yankees have guaranteed $522 million between the two when their contract wow. is done. 
Wow. That's uh so chump change, right? Allow me to say this right now because next year Shohei Otani is a free agent. I have zero expectations of the Yankees getting Shohei Otani because that dude is well, getting, I mean, no yeah, free. he'll he's so gonna Yankee get fans, yeah. you can cry about all you want. Mark this down December 15th, 15th? 2022. I, Robbie Clark, have zero expectations that the New York Yankees will even come close to getting Shohei Otani. Well, if they did, they'd have to move one of those big contracts, that's for sure. Or move somebody. Well, Donald what do you think that he I mean he's gonna Donaldson's sign for twenty five million dollars will be off the books next year, so they're halfway yeah. there. Yeah. Fuck, that'd be interesting. It'll be, it'll be very interesting to see where he goes. Yeah. Yep. All right. So that's I want to check. I'm gonna check right now because I know Ovechkin's playing. Could you imagine if we have two breaking news on this thing? Imagine he gets eight oh one here. You know, it's funny too, because so, I was looking up Alex Ovechkin because I wanted to bring up like year by year his um his goals. Yep. And then that happened. He's got uh he's got a few years. I think he had like sixty five oh. goals one year. You ready for this, dude? Yeah. He came to the league in two thousand five, right? Mm-hmm. I can't fucking believe this. Fifty two goals. 46 goals, 65 in his third year, 112 points total, 56 led in goals back-to-back years, 50, 32, 38, played in 48 games in 2012, 2013, still led the league in goals with 32. That was the shortened season, I believe, though. I think that was the lockout season. That's another thing, too, we have to fucking think. He's played through, I believe, two, because his first full season in the NHL was a full lockout season. Because he got drafted first overall in 2004, and then he missed the entire next season because there was no NHL. So imagine if he had that season and the fucking one that was the half lockout season. There we go. We, we could be talking about him breaking Gretzky's record this season. Mm. We would be talking about him breaking Gretzky's record this season if he had those that season and a half in the books. So two lockouts and COVID. Yeah, that just. I mean, if he doesn't, if he if it ends if he does end his career not breaking that record. It'd be a damn shame because that like, that would be you look back at it because 60 games. Yeah. So Obi's lost that that's already combined a hundred games right there between his first lockout and the second lockout. Yep. Well the, the first lockout is predominantly games. healthy. 81 games, 82, 82, 79, 72, 79, 78. He's a fucking dude, he's a warlock. Yeah. Like an absolute warlock. You should that, that's another thing you should search up today when we're done this is Ovi hits. Oh, I've seen, dude. Trust me, I've seen. Ob- Ovi's one of those guys that people are also. I remember there was like this young kid going up to Ovi and try to stand up for Svechnikov. I think it was Svechnikov, and he got oh. absolutely knocked out cold. Yeah, he didn't stand a chance. Just snoozing um, on the ice. And then the following year, post lockout, 51 goals, 53 and 50. Those four years in a row, he led the league. 33 goals in 2016 17, which was probably his worst season in hockey, I'd assume. Um, yeah. Played full 82 games. He came back with 49, 51, 48, 24 in the COVID year, 50 last year, and 20 so far this year in 31 games. Dude, that's what I mean. He, dude, he's getting, it's like he's making a resurgence. I don't know what happened with this league because it, it went like, like about five years ago. Like if you got 50 goals five years ago, it's like, it's like, holy shit. Like, dude, that's fucking, even like five to 10 years ago, that's like, what a season. Dude, now it's like there could be fucking 10 guys in the league. That could get 50 goals now. Let's go over them. So 
Obi's one of them. Obi's one. Matthews, McDavid, Dreisaitl, uh, Kyle Connor last year had like 40 something goals. Jack Hughes. Um, Jack Hughes is more, he's more of a, I'd say he's more of like a passer, but if you, that's a guy that probably has the skill to maybe one day get, you have a 50 goal season. McKinnon? Mc, 50 goal season. He could have a 50 goal season, no problem. Stamkos, Stamkos could have a 50 goal season. He's, he's another guy that has a, a couple or one for sure 60 goal season. I think he was the last guy to do it before Matthews just did it. That's seven right there that we that yeah that dude that could that could get fifty fuck that's like the which is the way the league is now. There's so many skill. It's just it's such an exciting time to watch hockey. I fucking love it. Do you love the fact that the Devils have now lost three in a row? Well, you know what? It's I because I've been seeing a lot of stuff like is it time to hit the panic button in New York? And I mean. First of all, it's a long season, right? It's 82 games. You're going to go through your skids here and there. They haven't looked particularly fantastic. The thing that worries me about this, the that Devils team, is that they don't really have like proven goaltending. Like they have, do they have goaltenders that are playing great right now? Right. Yeah. But it's it's it could be like a Jack Campbell situation. But post Marty Brodeur, they haven't been able to find the guy. Exactly. Where they, but it could be he's like to say like for instance, when Jack Campbell came to Leafs. He came in. He started playing fantastic. But you kind of always had that little thought in the back of your head, like, is this, is this like legit? Like, is this gonna fucking be able to stay like this? So, it, I mean, if it, I I see the Devils right now as a 1,000 percent of playoff team this year, and I like I said last episode, I, I think they'll be not in a wild card. They'll be in the one, two, three slot, any one of those three. So I I wouldn't say it's it's necessarily panic time for the Devils. But I don't think this team's winning a Stanley Cup this year. But they're definitely you know going to win the Metropolitan Division, don't you think? I mean, I don't think you know what it's the only teams that really will contend with them. I, I don't know if Pittsburgh is a part of that, but Pittsburgh, Rangers, that's that's another so team I would really like to talk about. Is Pittsburgh. Got they got Pittsburgh, the Rangers, the Islanders. We all know how good yeah. the Islanders could be. Last Islanders year. are looking great this year oh, so far. COVID got yeah. them really good last year. That's what really screwed them over. I'm going to check that. Um, uh, the standings for that division because I think it's actually a little bit closer than uh, than we think. Won't be at the top there. Pardon me. You know who won't even come close to first place in that division? Who the Philadelphia Schmilers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're a they are garbage this year. Yeah, dude, you even got a team like the Carolina Hurricanes. It's, yeah. that'll be a that'll be a tough division for uh, Hartford for the Whalers. Those greedy fucks. Hartford Whalers. But uh, yeah, Devils, they're lost three in a row. They are facing the Flyers tonight, so that should be a W for them. They're tied 1 1 at the moment, um, out shooting them by a pretty nice margin. So, oh, goal from Jack Hughes. Uh, that, oh, another guy that could score 50 goals, Jason Robertson. Oh, I thought you were going to say Jack Hughes. I was like, I mentioned him. <laughs> so there's uh, Paige Thompson, the guy that scored fucking five goals in a period the other day, or uh, four goals in a period, yeah. five goals in a game. I wouldn't worry if I was a Devils fan at the moment, but like I said, I just that's a team I, I see them being a playoff team. They're making they're making the the progress in the right direction, but they're not winning a Stanley Cup this year. Now Pittsburgh's now won six in a row. What's what's the Pitt- reason? And I know you pay attention. Pittsburgh probably just as close as you do to Leafs. Well, first of all, anytime you have a team that's got Sidney Crosby as your first centerman and Evgeny Malkin as your second centerman, I don't even care about the age because I know they are getting older. They're still two of the best players in the league. 
I mean, Crosby, you got to put in the top 10, in my opinion. Malkin, uh, d- definitely not in the top 10, but he's, fuck, I would, he's up there in the top 30, I'd say. Would you Maybe. say he's like the Kyrie Irving of the NHL, not top 10, but like up there? I'd say, I mean, Kyrie, I'd probably, like, if, if he was healthy and stuff, I'd probably rank him maybe, like, a little bit higher because there's so many good players now. But And the other big thing that Pittsburgh's getting, they're getting, like, what Toronto's getting. They're fucking getting some good goaltending right now. But that that's a team, too. Like, I, I look at Pittsburgh. I'm a fan of Pittsburgh. I'm a big fan of Sidney Crosby. You know Shout this. out the GOAT. Shout out the oh, GOAT. Fuck up. Stop. Um, Don't feed these people lies, dude. Shout out the GOAT. You strive me. He's, um... Drink. This is uh this is their I'd have to say if it's not this year, this year and maybe next year, that's that's the end of their cup window. Do could they still have a chance to maybe win it this year? I mean, fuck, if you stay healthy, you got Sidney Crosby on your team, you have Evgeny Malkin on your team, you have Jake Gensel, who's a young player they got that's fantastic. You got Brian Rush who's having a great year. And then you have fucking a guy like Chris Letang who had a fucking stroke. And then comes back and plays 14 days later, <laughs> mm. which is ridiculous. A team's got a lot of heart and they're playing. To, to, they're definitely playing under their age right now because they are an older team. And I just look at the team as like a why not team. Like, why couldn't it be them to, to win a cup this year? At least go on like maybe one last run. You think so? The, the, the problem think- with that is, is the East is so good, but fuck. You know how hard it is to... to to face a guy like a line that has a guy like Sidney Crosby on it in a seven game series. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with someone who has all that last year against the Rangers. Right. If I'm not mistaken, and that's Pardon probably then Sidney get uh, concussed last year. I can't like, honestly, God, I can't even fucking he remember. Did, he did miss a game or two and it was crucial. Cause that's what helped the, the Rangers prevail ultimately against the, uh, the, Peng- the Penguins in the first round. Yeah, they got um, – well, the Rangers also got lucky, too, because Pittsburgh was playing their fucking third-string goalie. Yeah. But I digress. You know, it's in the past now anyways. But I, I, I could see them – I could see them maybe doing some damage this year. They could be like one of those sleeper surprise teams. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, I'm picking up what you're putting down, my friend. So I'm trying to think of what else I had for the uh, – I guess that was kind of, oh, though, there's one other thing that I would like to talk about for fucking hockey. And I sent you the video. And if you are watching this, just go search up the goal that Connor McDavid scored the other night. Because this guy, dude, it's like, it's almost like you have to watch him stick handle in slow motion to actually see like the puck move. Yeah, like, I his hands, he shot the ball through the defender's legs. The, the puck, the peep, the peep shot, uh, the puck. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. Fuck. Hey, don't, hey, hey, don't be mad at yourself. We're going to get this. The fuck up. I know it's a guy. We're going to get there. <laughs> yeah. He was uh, just like zip, 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 toe drag, toe drag, boom, back in the net. It, it's honestly, it's, it's like he's playing fucking men's league hockey in the NHL. Can I tell you what my favorite goal is all time for him after watching some highlights? Yeah. You had four people. Is it the, was it against the Rangers? I don't know. Was I don't remember Rangers? what it was against, but I remember there were four people right next to the blue line, and he's behind the Rangers, I believe. And they slap it back to him. He goes through all of his teammates and then through all the defense. Yeah, and he fucking scores a goal. I'm like, that is unfucking real. Yeah, you talk about his handles, but his speed is even more deadly, dude. Oh yeah. So when I was when I was younger, because he played, uh, 
he he uh played in the GTHL, which is the league that I played in. Obviously, he played in the <laughs> the higher version of the GTHL. But uh, every time that he would be at the rink near my place, Iceland, me, and my dad, or me and my buddies, we'd always go watch him. Like this is like when he was like twelve years old, thirteen years old. You just like you're like this kid is so much better than anybody else that's on the ice right now. It is fucking laughable. So it's kind of cool to see like how like literally he's like one of those guys like when you have you go into leagues like LeBron James, you have so much pressure on you. You're you're being touted as the next one, even like a Sidney Crosby. And it's not even like you meet your expectations. It's almost like you exceed the expectations that were set for you. No doubt. No, it's rare. But I feel like we're going to be talking about a lot of Connor McDavid highlight. Yeah, I mean, fuck, man. That guy gets a goddamn highlight reel once a week. It's it's just ridiculous. But um, I guess I think that's really all. Another, it hasn't really been like the most exciting week for hockey either. I'm still uh, still one one here in this Leaf game. I haven't seen. I, I haven't really been watching it per se, to be honest with you. But I haven't I haven't seen too much of Mitch Marner tonight, so we'll have to just keep our eye on that. And I will be keeping you guys posted on that as we do this show. Um, but uh, did you want to move into a little uh, little basketball talk a little NBA? Again, where you want to lead off with? What's up, Mark? Oh, Marcus is fucked up. <laughs> oh, out of boy, Mark. Hey, Marky, how was the uh, what the fuck's it called? Mead? How's the mead? Cheers, buddy. Cheers, Mark. Cheers, buddy. Little fucking sportscape. Cheers. Boom. But uh, you know what, Robbie? I would like to lead off with something that I think is going to uh, maybe get you a little turned on, a little excited. Um, and I'm going to have to stroke off your, uh, your Brooklyn Nets a little bit here because, uh, from a team that I saw when they started this year, which I was very happy because they looked definitely underwhelming to start this season. Tell me, boy, have, uh, have they made a turnaround and you know why, uh, you, I would like for you to tell me because Steve Nash, <laughs> you're fired. All right. For the people that are listening with AirPods or some sort of headphones, I, I'm just so sorry. Because uh, if you have any sort of medical bills from that, you can just send those right to Robbie. I got to tell you, Zach, the day of when you got <laughs> fired, it was the highest viewed show before you came on here because everybody knew what I had to talk <laughs> with. Oh, I've yeah. Been, Zach, I've been, I think I've told everybody this. The second the hire was made, I said, we're going back to what we did years ago when we were supposed to have the big five. And instead of keeping Avery Johnson <coughs> because of a below average month after the year before the Nets were like, or the month before they were like undefeated, they brought in Jason Kidd and Jason yeah. Kidd, one of the all time great. And he's a great head coach. Now he, he developed into one, but when you have championship caliber players, you, you, on the yeah. roster, you, you can't bring, bring in a fucking rookie head coach. I don't care. Yeah, who exactly. Jackson. That's who I wanted. He was experienced. They're talking about Popovich. I knew it was a long shot. I think he's going to finish the rest of his life down in San Antonio. But there, there were so many available people, including Ty Lu, and they passed on yeah. Ty Steve Nash. So they brought in Jock Vaughn. Jock Vaughn, when you look at his head coaching record prior to the Nets, not good. But he was also coast coaching the Orlando Magic. So what does yeah. Jock Vaughn bring that Steve Nash didn't? discipline he holds these players accountable when Kyrie came out and said that we really don't have a coach 
that's the type of shit you don't want to hear. That means that Steve Nash never even. That means you've lost exactly. You've lost the room at that point. You can't have that in any sort of imagination. When the Raptors decided, after Dwayne Casey, who was the coach of the year, to let him go to bring in Nick Nurse, how pissed were you, Zach? I remember. I remember how the Canadians were. It was like we had the coach of the year. We just didn't understand it, right? Exactly. We just had a great season. I mean, you look back at it now. I mean, I guess they knew a lot more than we knew. But realistically, if you think about it, it's almost kind of where I feel bad for uh, for Casey. Because if he has fucking Kawhi Leonard on his team coaching it, they're winning the championship. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And we're going to talk Kawhi in a little bit. We are. Oh, yes. I'm getting really. We'll talk about him. But to the net success, they're running an offense. They have been a top five defense since Jock Vaughn took over. That's what this team was supposed to be. Joe Harris yep. is a great defender. Ben Simmons can guard one through five. Kevin Durant, when he puts his mind to it, he could play defense. The only people who can't play defense on that team, Seth Curry and Patty Mills, are too small. Yep. So, I need to. Uh, I need to just rant for about uh, ten seconds. Uh, I got to go grab my phone charger to plug this thing in so, sh- so I can get these notes going here. Sounds good. But I just so you just go off on a little, bro- little Brooklyn Nets that's rant for ten seconds. Yes, sir. I, I got it. I got it. It's not like they're facing off against bad teams in there. I'll look up their schedule, but they it's like it's a different feeling now than it was the first seven games of the season when Steve Nash was the coach. Just a completely different culture in that locker room. And that's what's led to all their success. So some of the teams that they've beaten, I want to remind everybody that we let off the topic on Monday on Saturday. They beat the Pacers with a nine man rotation because they sat all their starters and stars. Seth Curry didn't play. T.J. Warren didn't play. The whole starting lineup didn't play. And they oh, yeah. by three. They beat the Hawks. They beat the Hornets, although they were up. They were up by three and they almost blew that. That was a little discouraging. Um, the Celtics, they were close with all game long. They end up losing ultimately in the end. They beat the Raptors by nine. They beat the Trailblazers that by double digits. This team. Is where it's supposed to be. In the top of the Eastern Conference, when you have all these players like that. Now, say it. No, I will not. No, I've learned it. I will not fucking. Is it the championship year for the Brooklyn Nets? No, no, I will never say that again. Wow, the confidence. Goddamn right. You're goddamn. I have seen a professional major league team win a championship in a couple years, and that's because the Patriots were always lethal. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got that similar when when I when the Raptors won, that was a that was a monumental moment for you. Oh my god, yeah, that was also top two, uh, top five of the drunkest I've ever been in my life. By far the drunkest I've ever been in a weekday in my life. Did you go to work the next day hungover? As well? I so I showed up. I showed up. First of all, actually, I'm not going to say what I was going to say, <laughs> but I showed up. I was going to say I probably shouldn't have even been driving into work. But uh, I took a took an Uber into work. Did you? Sorry, I made it in. Um, you didn't take an Uber. And there was like, so say there's like 20 guys on my job site. It was like me and two other guys. I, apparently, everyone had the mindset that it was an optional one. That everyone was just kind of told. And uh, no one decided to for, inform old Zachy. So I fucking, I strolled in there. I will never forget it because I remember, I think I threw up like 11 times that day at work. Holy shit. But, but we were champions. So it's all that matters. 
It's all the fucking matters. That's, I remember Cincinnati when the uh, the Reds, no, the Bengals, when they made the Super Bowl, they win or lost next day. Schools and jobs, they were closed. Dude, that was like when fucking, um, who was it? When Saudi Arabia, was it Saudi Arabia that beat Argentina? Uh, yeah, fun, yep. Dude, they beat them in a, in, a, in a group stage game, and they're like, next day, fuck that. No one's going into work. We're taking the day off. exciting stuff but uh, um I, I don't know if you had any more to uh nah, to go off of the say, Nets. they got a coach that holds them accountable and they're disciplined and they're playing more collectively as a team than they were before and honestly zach the last thing i got to bring up because i guess it's going to be a shot towards you but i'll tell you what you guys really fucked up the ball here utah wantanabe is a goddamn he yeah, he's uh he's jamming it down. I thought it's pretty good this year. Court. He's leading the league in three point percentage. He gives everything he has on the court, and that's what you need for players coming off the bench. I Utah Watanabe <laughs> is some guy, and I love listening to Ion Eagle. It's a three, Watanabe. That was yes, one guy Anabe. that was a little um Anabe. Love. Watanabe. I was a little bit surprised that they didn't bring back. No, it's because he got baptized by Anthony Edwards, so you don't believe in him anymore. Well, he did get a face full of Edwards cock. That's for sure. <laughs> um, moving on. Watanabe. Uh, I guess the latest news in the NBA that we got to talk about is uh, what is going to happen with the Warriors after the Steph Curry injury news coming out. Well, did they say how long you were saying they, they came over? Was he expected to miss? Was it weeks? You said weeks, no surgery required. Mm. Okay, well, that the no surgery part's big. And but this is the first time I could think of that he's suffered an upper body injury in his career. It's mainly, it's primarily been ankles that have yep. gotten the best of him throughout his career. And if it's not ankles, it's been fingers. Well, dude, um, that's because the guy, he's like Kevin Durant. He's got a fucking set of toothpicks he walks on. Um, Hurry, do some calf raises, prior, buddy. Come on. Prior to the game against the Bucks, the Warriors' record at home is fucking 12 and 2. It's insane. But on the road, now two and 12, 14. two and 14, two and 14 on the road. Now they lost the Pacers. Steph Curry in that game against the Pacers had 27 points in the first half. And you could see he was absolutely exhausted. No one has stepped up. Jordan Poole got his money. Hasn't stepped yeah. up. Clay Thompson is not the same player that he no, was. He, not the same player. He's about a quarter of the player he once was. Yeah. Wiggins Wiggins does what Wiggins has always done in his career and a 16 point performance. And that's just about it. Draymond green. There's something up with Draymond. There's something I fucking that, hate that guy. There's something nagging with that dude that he just isn't playing the way that he can play. And Wiseman causing drama. I'm really surprised. And, and you know what? We've seen this with the bulls in the past too, man, just the drama ensues and who knows when it's going to stop and when it's going to end. But yeah, Steph Curry, when they're already fighting for a playing contention, this is it's this this could be a fucking depending on how many weeks he's out for. If it's only a couple weeks, I can't see being that hurtful, like that detrimental to their season. But dude, if we're looking at him maybe being out for a possible six to eight weeks, I mean, whoever, maybe it's a nagging injury, maybe it just kind of keeps going. Dude, that could that could be that could just throw the wrench in it for the for the season for him this year. And how disappointing would that be, Zach? For them to overcome the odds ESPN gave the Celtics an 86% chance of winning yeah. last year. And I thought that was fucking outrageous. I had the Warriors all the way, not being biased because they got swept, but they had championship pedigree. This is yeah, new they've been there before. That's Tatum was also dealing with the shoulder injury. 
for this to happen to the Warriors, it's better at happening Shocking. now. However, you can't afford anybody else. Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson go down. Or hell, good they luck. Go down, they're fucked. Or if they, yeah, they, they just keep playing the way they're playing right now. But I also Marner. To, oh my God, Martyrs had a good chance to fucking get a goal there. What I also want to bring up, he's the Antonio Brown of the NBA. Are you talking about Draymond Green being the Antonio Brown? That's not even relatively close. That's a horrible <laughs> opinion there, Dad. I don't think he's anyone's the Antonio Brown of anything because no. that guy's so the fucking I've ever seen out of his mind. No chance. No fucking chance. That was retarded. I'm going to say that word. That was retarded. That was terrible. we don't use. We don't use that word retarded anymore, Robbie. That was, you know, brutal. you know what? You know what that is? Using the word retarded is retarded. <laughs> <laughs> that was um, <laughs> who said who said that? Dad. Oh, Bob. I agree with you, Bob. No, oh, kiss his ass some more. Why don't you? You I agree with you, Bob. Oh. Uh, so yeah. Moral of the story. Oh, what I wanted to bring up. Yep. How much does the new head coach of the Sacramento Kings, Mike Brown, play a factor into this whole Warriors demise? Because the Kings are well in a playoff spot right now, which is very surprising. But yeah. On paper, they are good on paper. They just never had the coach. Yeah. Well, I mean, now his departure from, from the Warriors, all hell's broken loose. And when he's filled in for Steve Kerr, they arguably play better. And it's the same thing, too. When Luke Walton filled in for Steve Kerr, they arguably played better. That could be exactly. You know what? It's that could be a huge factor in it. What kind of evaluation is that? Yes, it is. Look, last night he had a fan ejected. What? How is that Antonio Brown like? <laughs> I don't see Draymond Green throwing dildos at the police officers at, at his house. Come on, dude. That's you're Ooh. you're out of your mind right now. You're out he of your just mind. got a real nice goal. No, oh, fuck. 2-1 New York. 2-1 New York. Oh, Matthew's on the ice. That's a that's a dash. That's a minus. That's a minus. So yeah, that that's no good for the Warriors as we as everybody knows. Yeah, this this is going to be something we'll be keeping our eye let's, on. Let's see who they're facing in the next few weeks cuz then this yeah, will I'd be like to, how serious this could be. Fuck, could you imagine they have a tough schedule? No, I can't. They go on like a like a, like a right 7 8 game. Very lost to the Pacers. I mean, who else are they facing? Well, fuck. They're facing the 76ers. That's probably a loss. Yeah, that's a loss. The Raptors, that could be a loss. The Knicks, that's a big loss. loss. The Nets, that's going to be a loss. Thank God I didn't buy tickets because there will be no Steph Curry. Yep. Uh, The Grizzlies, that's a loss. The Hornets, that should be a win. The Jazz, that should be a win. Trailblazers, that should be a win. Maybe because Steph could be back by then. No, he won't be back by then. That's a loss. Yeah. The Hawks. I don't know. I don't know. I think that's going to be a loss too again. The Pistons, that should be a win. The Magic. We'll say that he comes back January 10th against the Suns. That's a few weeks from now, right? January 10th would be about three weeks from now. Three and a half. So let's say the Suns. January 10th. In that span, he's missing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven games. Eleven games. But there were a lot of losses there. It seemed yeah. like that three and eight. And that's, I mean, three and eight, I feel like is like that. That's kind of even being a little generous in some of those games. I'll tell you what really sucks too, Zach. The game against the Grizzlies is a Christmas game too. John Morant, Steph Curry, not the court at the same time. Yeah, that's, that's a tough. That You know, the NBA is pissed off right now with that matchup. Going off to what you just said too, about how you were, you're happy you didn't buy um, 
the tickets for that game. So one of my uh, one of my friends, his uh, he is an older brother that has season tickets for the Raptors, like great, great seats. It's like I think it's like fifteen rows um, behind one of the nets, like just off into the corner. And um, about three weeks before the Lakers came into town, he sold them. I want to say the pair of tickets was seven hundred bucks that he sold them for, which is like at least double what he would normally sell the tickets for, but people bought them because LeBron and AD are coming to town and <laughs> nor LeBron or Anthony Davis played in the game. Anthony Davis wasn't even in the building. Like at least LeBron was sitting on the fucking bench. Oh. So yeah, you just gotta, you gotta feel for those people just a little bit. I've always said before they retire, I want to see LeBron and Steph Curry. It's so fucking hard when these. It's ridiculous how much money that shit costs. It, to me, it's it's not worth it. Like to, to no, go see something like that. Like you're right, it's not to to go spend 175 dollars to sit all the way at the top, and then you have to take an accountability that it's New York City. So whether I'm taking the train or if I drive, it's already a pain in the ass that way. And then you got to take the subways if you take the train. The subways in New York City are fucking sketchy as all hell, dude. That's- yeah, I've never been on one myself, but I've. Uh, I've seen the TikToks and shit. The we got a couple crackheads in the Toronto subway too, but New York. You more you mainly to see like homeless guys jerking off on these in the subway in Toronto. That's kind Steve's of the been all over. Steve stepped on a homeless man one time. Steve is not. I mean, Steve's not the smallest guy out there either. That fucking homeless guy <laughs> oh cracking a rib or something. He's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> homeless guy, bro? The fucking indeed crackhead. <laughs> Oh man, that was boy, Steve. Fuck that bum. (laughs) Oh my god, good times, good times. So yeah, that's Um, what else we got in the NBA. There's actually, I would like to talk about uh, this Donovan Mitchell trade that happened in the off season, and how well it has looked now for the Cavs, because they look like they could be a team that could do a little bit of a run this year. And Mitchell seems like he's good for fucking thirty to thirty-five points a game. It seems like for fuck's sakes. Yes, and he's he's nuts right now. Um, it's funny. I a lot of New York radio comes up over where I listen, so I tune in. And they were asking Knicks fans, would you be willing to give up? Uh, I think the initial offer was like Quentin Grimes, Emmanuel Quickly, and four first round picks. And they're like, no, we need the picks. This that yada yada yada. Zach, excuse me. There, could you tell me the last time the Knicks hit on their franchise player with the first round pick? I couldn't. I'm loading up the draft thing, and you tell me when there was a franchise player, and I guess what? Something uh, b- before you... on the team. Is he playing right now? Oh, yeah. We, uh, we also, uh, I just realized we forgot to do uh, our uh, Thursday Night Football prediction. We'll get to that. Uh, Thursday Night Football, I mean, it's Niners, Seahawks. Um, Kenneth Walker's back for Seattle, but Seattle has struggled the last couple of weeks, and this whole 12th man narrative is th- completely thrown out the window for me after they lost to Carolina in, in Seattle. Um, I- I'll go with the 49ers. 49ers, 27-20. I'll tell you one thing. All I'm going to say is it's a fucking purdy party, baby. I'm going with the Niners myself, too, and I'm going to take them uh, 28-17. There you go. There you go. I'm sorry to cut you off there. Back to uh, Donovan Mitchell and the Cleveland Cavaliers. You're you're perfectly fine. So they didn't have any first round picks last year. 
Um, and their first round pick this year went to OKC. So in 2020, their first round pick was Obi Toppin and Leonardo Balmaro. Don't even think Leonardo plays in the league yeah, right I now. I've never heard of that guy before. Um, 2019, RJ Barrett still looking to see if he's that guy. 2018, he's showing shine. He's showing shades or shines, uh, signs of it. 2018, I think that's draft class that Donovan Mitchell was in. They took Kevin Knox ahead of him. Who? <laughs> 2017, Frank Nidalekina. Who? I was just gonna say the same thing. Here it is. They didn't have a pick in 2016 at all. 2015. Seven years ago. Chris stops Porzingis. The unicorn. The unicorn. You know what's crazy too, Zach? That was going to be their pitch to bring in Kevin Durant when he's a free agent because he loved Porzingis, and that's the nickname he gave him, the unicorn. And you know, How well did that work? It didn't work well at all because you know what else made it worse? Well, they got him to New York. DeAndre not, yeah. not the team they wanted. DeAndre Jordan got traded from the Mavs to the Knicks. And he must have told Kyrie and Katie how much he hated the Knicks. And they said, all right, let's go to Brooklyn. And the but rest Robert is history. Recent, but before, before um, R.J. Barrett, Mitchell, Knox, Mitchell Robinson was a second-round pick in 2018 in the Kevin Knox class. So, so, so R.J. is kind of really was, the only guy. Right. And he's having a down year this year. Yeah. So when we're talking about all these picks, when you have a bona fide superstar who grew up a Knicks fan, who resided in Connecticut and Greenwich County in Donovan Mitchell, and you were so worried about your picks instead of bringing in the superstar when you already brought in Jalen Brunson, so you would have Jalen Brunson, Donovan Mitchell, R.J. Barriott, Julius, well, you might have to trade Julius Randle in the package for all we know, but Julius Randle isn't the same since the COVID year, so I do in a heartbeat. Obi Toppin yep. would have filled in that slot with Mitchell Robinson. So, and then you look what the Cavs gave up. No problem. Yeah. Colin Sexton, no problem. You want some picks? You want more? Here, Here you go. Their starting lineup now consists of Darius Garland, who a couple of games last year he had well over 15 assists. Donovan Mitchell, Jedi Osman. I think he's their start. I could be wrong in that. It could be another guy. But then you have Evan Mobley, the sophomore, who was right there with Scotty Barnes for rookie of the year contention. Yeah. And you and your your man crush. Jared Allen. Jared Allen. Zach, what? if we can ever get Jared Allen on the podcast, I, I think I'd be like this whole time. Well, you know, now he's going to see that. He's like, I don't want to go on the podcast with this guy. Looks like he's over there going to fucking diddle me. Fair enough. <laughs> so, yeah, you're right, Zach. They they, right. they look like a scary team this year. No doubt. It's also kind of crazy to see, like, I mean, just another sport where, in my opinion, the East is just so much better than the West. Um, you know what? I'll say... In past years, when LeBron was in the East, it was always the West that was way better in the East. It's close. I mean, they got they're good teams in both divisions now. Dude, the NBA is so different than what it was six, seven years ago. Well, it's it's it's, it's now entertaining it was, to watch. It was always a guarantee that it was going to be Warriors, Cavs, Warriors, Cavs, Warriors, Cavs. Where now it's like, I don't know. Exactly. That's why it's exciting. That's one of the main reasons why I fell in love with hockey. 
unpredictable. It's, it's such a momentum game. Like it's like you could you could get like when like Montreal they, made it to the finals a couple years ago. The Phillies weren't supposed to even come close to the World Series. They did. Yep. You ride that hot wave. What else do you want to talk about in the NBA there, bud? I'm trying to think if there was any more. Let me uh let me pull up the old notes. I think that was all I had for the notes there, but I mean we could uh you want to get to um, these um yeah, you want to guess what you know what? I think that's probably the really much there wasn't much going on in the NBA from Monday to today. I guess we can just slide into the uh our uh, NFL picks for this weekend. We just did the Thursday night one. Um so let me just pull up the uh schedule. Right you got it here. Oh, you know what else I love about this weekend too? Saturday games. Saturday football games. Saturday football games are back. And I just want to let you know that a lot of the games next week are be be played on Christmas Eve. Only three games will be scheduled for Christmas Day. And what looked like it was going to be good in the beginning of the year looks like complete dog shit now. Christmas Christmas Day Day games. games, Packers going to Miami to take on the Dolphins. Broncos going to LA to take on the Rams. That's a tough one. And the Buccaneers going to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. Oh, geez. Well, yeah. you know what? The Packers-Dolphins one could be okay. That one kind of sounds like it could be a little bit intriguing. Depending on Aaron Rodgers' thumb, dude. Exactly. But you never know. They should play <laughs> the, the, other, the other two matchups, especially with Kyler Murray and Chippy and out. Oh, which, by the way, we were talking last fucking podcast when you got heard about me being fantasy football. Dude, I lost by point six of a fucking point. You know, we didn't get really a chance to evaluate that game neither. Because it happened on Monday I, night. I didn't watch uh, I didn't watch too much of that game, to be honest with you. I, I couldn't even tell you what the score was. Did once you I, once see my Twitter or my Facebook? No, what happened? Do you know how fucking aggravated I was getting watching that? Mac Jones. Oh yeah. No, sorry, Mac I, I you're talking about his own plays. screen passes. Mac Jones literally started calling all his own plays. They called a timeout, he went over and he brushed off Patricia. I really okay. feel like they're trying to ruin this kid's potential. Zach, Zach, Possibly. in the first half, probably 60% of his passes were screen passes, bro. And it was getting yeah, them yeah. nowhere. That's what I, I that's, so when everyone asks, tells me that the Patriots are bad, no, the Patriots are not bad. The offensive coordinator is not an offensive guy. Yeah, that's the problem. So the second Mac Jones started calling his own plays and he started throwing the ball down the field, they got momentum going, and that's why they beat them. And then the yep. other thing that helped is a rare, and I mean a rare, DeAndre Hopkins fumble led to the score. Yeah, like Very- I said, I didn't see too much of that game because I was so fucking upset when I saw Kyler Murray get injured because I knew that my, uh, uh, I essentially just kissed away $100 in fantasy football money that year. That's it. Dude, I'm in like I think I'm in six fantasy leagues this year. Yeah. It's 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 absolutely ridiculous. I gotta figure out how to send you twenty bucks or whatever it is for, for our Ploof, league. And then Ploof could send it to me because Ploof has a PayPal. You know the only problem with that is this is twenty US. So it's gonna cost me like thirty Canadian, and then that's gonna cost me another fucking seven, eight bucks of some sort of process fee on this stupid PayPal. That's not my problem. You want it in? Shit league. <laughs> I tried doing fifty this year, but no one was down for that. So I was like, "All right, 20. Well, I got a few buddies that be uh, that were that are down to join next year. So one one for sure, anyways. Fucking raise the fucking stakes next year, then, dude. We'll fucking. I'm raise. down. All right, but um, um you want to start? Just... San Fran just scored. Yeah, I just saw that too. Seven nothing. Brock Purdy, Purdy touchdown. 
Dude, six for six, 60 yards with a touchdown on the opening drive. That's a fucking pretty good opening drive right there. Yeah, damn right. Um, Yeah, so so the game in general, what I really love to see, the mic'd up, DeAndre Hopkins and Bill Belichick says, thank God I only had to see you for only four years. And then D-Hop goes, <laughs> I love you, man. And Bill Belichick's response is, you too, you too. <laughs> Bill is such a fucking awkward guy. Yeah, so he went up to Aaron Rodgers after one of the games. He's like, good job. And Aaron Rodgers goes, you're the best. You're the best, man. And he's like, no, you are. <laughs> Just like, oh, my God. But, dude, you know that's got everybody skeptical because how bad the Cardinals are, you know, was the first thing that was said after that. DeAndre Hopkins to the Patriots confirmed. Be Which nice. ain't going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. Be nice, but that's not going to happen. So the uh, analysis essentially is let Mac Jones throw the ball freely, please. That's it. That's it. That's I did. Mac. I did see you. Now that you mentioned, I did see you talk all about the screen passes. So when you when I saw that, I turned the game on and I swear to fucking God, there was three straight screen passes when I turned the game on. And I was like, oh, shit, I guess Robbie's not full of shit here. And uh, by the way, three straight screen pass. Or maybe it wasn't three straight. Maybe it was two. And, like, no, it, it could have been, dude. It really could have been. I don't, and I don't think they gained a yard on any of them. I don't think one yard was gained. On Here's why they were doing that, place. though. Did you see all the injuries the Patriots sustained that game, too? I didn't. Ramondre Stevenson ended up leaving with an ankle injury. You mean Ramondre? Ramondre, yeah. Ramondre. Sure, Ramondre, Ramondre. There it is. Say it right, dude. We got to put some respect on his name. This is a podcast here. This is legit. <laughs> Yeah, it's really legit with the fucking hat you're wearing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I bet you, I bet you, Rahamandre hearts pussy money weed. I don't know about the last part. I don't think they do in the NFL, but anyway. no, they're allowed to smoke weed in the NFL now, aren't they? I know the NBA, they are. Damn, that's so stupid. If you're, they're not allowed to do that. That's fucking just absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> well, the Josh, anyway, sorry, you can blame Josh Gordon. Go on with your uh, with the injury rant. It's not a rant. It's just a fact. Ramondre Stevenson ended up getting injured. Jack Jones, their their best corner, ended up getting injured. Devin McCourty ended up getting injured. Kyler Murray ended up getting injured. And it was just like throughout the whole game, you saw multiple people just keep going down and down and down and down. So I guess maybe that's why they tried doing the screen passes. But Max, like, just fucking trust me. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we've seen shades of greatness from Max. He can definitely ball when he's uh, he had his career game against the Vikings. To. Well, um, here we go. You ready to do picks now? I was going to say, speaking of the Vikings, you want to just dump, jump right into the Colts Vikings game? Start right at the top. of In Minnesota, the, uh, Colts coming off of a bye week. Minnesota, um, not a primetime game. It's a one o'clock slate. If you're one of those, you know, because Kirk Cousins, we know. I mean, he won a primetime mm-hmm. against the Patriots, but 14 points off of special teams. Coming off a loss of Detroit. <coughs> loss off of Detroit. You're good. And for this reason, I'm going to go with the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to go gonna agree with you on that. 21. I, you know what? I'm, I, I actually like that score myself as well. You, you? Um, you said you said 27, 21. I did. Four Price point, is right, bitch. I'm going to go 28, 21. Four point favorites. Colts getting four. So I have them. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, I got something stuck in my throat. There we go. What happened? Tyler Huntley and the Baltimore Ravens going to Cleveland to take on. Is it wait? Is Huntley playing? Huntley's playing. Lamar Jackson's out. <clears throat> yeah, but didn't Huntley get uh, put in concussion protocol last game? They said that he's expected to play. Okay. Um, I'm just gonna go out and say it right here, baby. Mark this fucking date down because 
Deshaun Sexual Assaulter Watson is getting his first win in a Cleveland Browns uniform. Damn right. You laugh at all you want. That's his new no, nickname, no, baby. I'm laughing at the ass. Deshaun Sexual Assaulter Watson, motherfucker. That's a nice ring to it. Oh, my God. He's getting his first W in the Cleveland Browns uniform. He is getting his first win. Knock on wood. I'm going to uh, I'm gonna say they're going to get the W, and I'm going to say uh, Watson's going to have a hell of a game. It's going to be 34-13. Well, sir, so much of a Brown fan you really are because Deshaun Watson won his first game as a Cleveland Brown. Oh, yeah, you're so right. Yeah, you are right. My bad. Well, you know what? That doesn't even count because it's against Houston. I think a flag football team from a local high school could beat the Houston Texans this year. No, I mean, the, the Cowboys, I mean, then they might have a hard time with the local flag football team. Yeah, that was a bit bad. A Sorry, bit. he's going to win his first meaningful game in a Cleveland Browns uniform, I should say. All right. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Browns as well. Uh, the Ravens really struggled against the Pittsburgh Steelers, but it did help defensively with Mitch Trubisky throwing three interceptions. Oh my God. Concussion protocol. Um, yeah. I'll take Deshaun Watson and the rapist Deshaun Watson. In the Cleveland. Man, you got to stop calling him that. All right. He's a sexual assaulter. Dude. Our three point favorites. I'm just going to put it as a push 20 to 17 Cleveland. Okay. Saturday night's game is going to be a good one. Zachary. Who do we and got? Hit me with it. Nine inches of snow in Buffalo the day of. Oh, is that the Bills Dolphins? The Bills Dolphins. And fun fact for you, when they were playing in L.A. Sunday night, they had heaters when it was 55 degrees outside. I think the uh, just hearing that right there, I think the Bills win by fucking 20. You know what the best part is, too, is it's like a it's like a reverse, a reverse mush now on the on the Dolphins, because when when teams go into Miami, I'm sure you've seen the stats with the, the temperature difference between the two yeah. sidelines. That's a huge advantage. And like now I feel like now it's like the Dolphins are to kind of come in and go, okay, well, now we're the fucking team that has the 140-degree Fahrenheit fucking sideline here. We have to melt away all game. Theoretically, obviously, I guess it's freeze away, not melt away. But You know, you know what they love to do when they're playing in the cold, Zachary? You know what they like to put in the sidelines besides the heaters? What is that? They love drinking the chicken broth to keep them warm. Chicken broth. Chicken broth. I could work. I think uh, I think just with the way the first game went, though, I got to see the Bills wanted some sort of revenge. The Bills haven't really looked like the Bills that we have seen. The Dolphins haven't really looked like the Dolphins. Yeah, oh, the Dolphins look terrible, man. Tua last week. If I was a Dolphins fan, if I've seen Tua last week, I'll be it's only one game. Tyree Kills having a fucking career season playing under Tua. But that that's got to kind of scare you a little bit to know that he has games like that in his bag. Because that was fucking just downright horrendous. You're right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go Bills. Um, with all the snow, I feel like it's gonna be a bit of a lower scoring game. I'm gonna go Bills. This is lower scoring for Buffalo versus Dolphins, but I'm gonna say 21, uh, 21, 17. Well, if you're a betting man, Zach has them below the seven and a half, in which the Dolphins are getting seven and a half against the Bills, which I also think is a really I think it's that's a very um, I want to remind everybody, the Dolphins have a good running game. You know, so even if Tua isn't able to pass the ball proficiently, they got a good running game. Um, yep. However, their defense is very, very bad this year, which shocks me. I thought they had a really good defense this year. Even with bringing in Bradley Chubb, he hasn't made any noise whatsoever. No difference, yeah. The that they gave him could bite him right in the ass. 
Buffalo, let's be honest. Josh Allen hasn't looked the best. He has. I think he's I got, remember, he has to have an injury, man. He does. It's a UCL problem that he's sustaining right now. He's fighting through it. You don't want to see him doing all these crazy runs that he continues to do, especially one of them he flipped in the air. Oh, my God, yeah. And for those reasons, I'm going to keep it closer, and I'm going to go 24-21 in favor of Buffalo. Okay. Fair enough. Then we have our Saturday games. This one, Eagles at Chicago. Eagles are nine points favorites. Um, Chicago was on a bye week last week. Justin Fields is probably going to end up playing. Justin Fields... Jay Cutler in his prime doesn't matter who it is. This Eagles team is just different. They're going to destroy him. I, I think it's. We say it was nine and a half. That was the other uh, spread. Nine, nine point favorite. I think they'll. Be, I think the Eagles cover that. I, I think they'll beat him by more than ten. Um, I, I'm gonna. It, where this is in Philadelphia. No, it's in Chicago. I'm gonna go. Uh, Chicago has all home games this month of December. Really? Yeah. That's gotta be nice for the little travel schedule for him. Yep, yep. I mean, they'll play. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's gonna be a slaughter. I'm gonna say forty-two twenty Eagles. Well, I'm definitely gonna give the Bears twenty because um, Justin Fields has been able to find ways to do it with his legs and his arm. So yeah. I'll, I'll stick with you in the twenty. But I'm gonna go Eagles twenty-eight twenty. I think nine points is too high. It's a little too scary, and the Bears have started to figure it out a little bit offensively. Falcons going to New Orleans to take on the Saints who are coming off of bye week. Funny enough, the Falcons and the Panthers are still in contention with the Buccaneers for the NFC South. Is that not like, like just hear yourself say that right now? Can I say it again then? Like, is that not just fucking? I know we used the word before already in this episode, so we might as well say it again. Is that not retarded? Oh, it's insane. Like, I mean, that is. The Falcons ooh. and the Panthers are one game out, and if they win... They take sole possession of first place if the Buccaneers lose. But that, that to me, beginning of this season, I mean, if, if anyone would have ever guessed that, I would have been like, well, we have obviously, we have people that can fucking see into the future. I mean, uh, Don LaGreca thought that the Saints were going to win the division, and as crazy as it sounds, they're only two games out. Only two games out. It's still up for grabs. Who are who are they riding with for their uh, the quarterback that game? Is it for- still... Uh, Desmond Ritter will be the starting quarterback over or over Marcus Mariota. They're going to go with Desmond Ritter and the Saints. They're probably still going. I don't get it. I don't know why they don't go with with Jameis Winston. It it makes absolutely no sense to me. Absolutely no sense to me. I don't know what the fuck he's thinking. I don't get it. Andy Dalton sucks. I don't know how he's still in the league. He's a fucking fossil for Christ's sakes, man. The guy's a fuck. He's prehistoric. Ask, ask my father. Ask Cowboys fans how what they think about Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton is fucking terrible. He gives you like two good games, and after that, it's back to dog shit. Yeah. They got to make the change at some point. If they want to have any sort of to. chance of doing they've something. Had, they've had a month to do this. They're not going to. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't. Well, knowing that information, you, if this is in New Orleans, I'm guessing. It is. To me, it doesn't make a difference. I'm going Falcons 27-17. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna ride the Saints on this one, and I'm gonna keep the same score. I'm gonna take the Saints at the same score, twenty seventeen. Twenty seven to seventeen. You're going. So, sorry, twenty to seventeen. Yeah, not yeah. That's what I said. You said you're gonna. You said you're gonna go to the same score as me, twenty to seventeen. I was like, oh, I said twenty seven seventeen. Okay, I'm gonna go twenty to seventeen Saints. I think I said twenty seventeen. 
The Saints are four-point favorites, by the way, too. Really? They are, but I want to remind everybody, the Falcons are one of the better teams in the NFL against the spread, so I, I would probably put some money on the plus four. Well, we got opposing picks on that one. The Jets are one-and-a-half-point favorites when they host the Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions have already made a trip to MetLife this year when they faced off against the Giants. and Lions got this. Canceled them. What's the significancy to Mike White and his injuries after he was getting lit the fuck up? Zach Wilson will be the backup. Joe Flacco will not be suiting up if anything is to happen to Mike White. Can I just say something about that Mike White situation? Like, I understand you got to be tough. But, dude, you are so early on in your career. I mean, let's be honest. The Jets aren't going to do anything this year. No, they're Why? not. Did you see Joe Flacco in the field at all, Zach? No, I didn't, to be honest with you. It was Mike White fucking. Dude, but the guy could have, like, the guy, did he, I, I saw. After he's getting taken to the hospital to get checked for fucking internal they, bleeding they and internal a better injuries, with that Mike White than they did a healthy Joe Flacco. It was that bad, bro. It was that bad. It, I, I'm sorry, it was. That's well, they could have anybody as their quarterback, I, I, and I the way the Lions are playing, I'm taking the Lions. No, in that there was game. no extra protection. There was no two tight end formation. There was no two running backs in the back for M- Mike Lafour. Terrible, terrible job. Like they, he just wanted his quarterback to get smashed. Yeah, yeah. You know, for all we know, maybe they did pull off. They could have pulled off the upset in Buffalo. They only lost by eight. That's a touchdown yeah, to yeah. two point conversion right there. Who knows? We'll never know. They end up losing. Jets hosting the Lions, arguably the best defensive football going against one of the better offenses in football. Jameson Williams had the top speed of all wide receivers last week, and that includes the Tyreek Hill run and the fumble recovery. Yeah. After tearing his ACL in college, this one is so tough for me. The Lions have been so hot. They, they beat the Minnesota. <clears throat> They've been battling with all the good teams and the Jets. It's like the same thing, but the offense and these Mike White injuries. This is tough. Well, if you want to have a second to think about it, I'm just going to go out here and say, yeah, I'm taking the Lions and I'm going to take them in an absolute nail biter with a 28-27 victory. Um, you know what, Zach? I was thinking the same thing in my head because I, I can't make a decision. Because Jets got a great defense. The the Lions defense has turned it around a little bit, too. And And their their offense is fucking is firing at all cylinders right now. The Jets offense, if Mike White's not 100%, I don't know what to expect. So I'm going to go towards you, 20-27 Lions. I think think it's going to be – that that has potential to be the game of the Sunday, which is kind of funny because that's another game. You see the beginning of the season, the Jets versus the Lions, like, ugh, fuck, I'd rather watch paint dry. Now here we are in week – what is it, week – 12, 13, what, what, 15, oh my God. Yeah, the season and goes that's, And that's one of the games I'm most excited to see is the fucking Jets versus the Lions. It's a new era in the NFL, dude. Yeah, it's, it's good to see. It. It, it's kind of, it's, it's, I'm excited too for like fans like that because I, Lions fans have had it tough. Being like a Browns fan myself, I, uh, I feel like we've kind of been in a similar boat for what yeah. seems like a fucking decade. Yeah, you have. You know what I mean? Yes. So it's exactly what you're saying. It's good to see some turnarounds. It's good to see new teams competing now. The Steelers going to Carolina to take on the Panthers. The Panthers are three-point favorites. Both teams sit at five and eight. Um, Steelers end up losing this game. The Mike Tomlin over 500 record will come to a complete Gun. end. Five and nine. And I, and I think it is going to come to an end. Especially yeah, with all Carolina has riding on that game for how big of a win that is for them. I agree. I'm going Carolina, and I'm going 23 to 16. I'm going very low scoring. I'm so going to take Arnold's even a lower score. Ways to win with this Panthers team, and this I just want to add something else with the Jets with this whole Zach yeah. Wilson debacle. 
Sam Darnold is now winning games with the Panthers ever since he took over. Geno Smith is comeback player of the year, and he was playing at an MVP caliber level. Guess what the common denominator is? They were both drafted by the Jets. Mike White was drafted by the Cowboys. The Jets dropped him and picked him up like five times, and they haven't even figured out with Zach Wilson. And Zach Wilson, let's not forget all the drama with him. All right? Yep. Was arguing with the contracts in his rookie season. His mom ends up tweeting about the team prior to the whole situation where then he decides to break up his girlfriend to fuck his mom's best friend. Go Wilson. Milf Wilson. It's just you been nothing but headaches. I don't see any problem with what he did there, though. You know what I mean? If you got a, if you got a chance to bag a nice milf, I think you got to You got to really you got to really you got to do whatever you can, you know, and I feel like his girlfriend should have understood that it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. I think he has no regrets on that one. Now, did it kind of fuck up his football career? It seems like it. It seems like it. Seems like it was a lot of a lot of publicity and a lot of news on him, and it's uh, it's taken a bit of a U turn for him. Fair enough. But Panthers, Steelers, twenty three sixteen Panthers. I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say thirteen nine Panthers. What the? F- <laughs> Throw five bucks on that exact score, Zach. That's probably like a plus thirty-five thousand. That I because anyway, okay. I'll say thirteen-nine if uh, if Trubisky's quarterback, if Pickett is somehow able. I haven't even seen like if he's if he's projected to play or whatever. If he's projected to play, they'll get one touchdown. I'll say thirteen ten. <laughs> All right then. Um, <laughs> Cowboys going to Jacksonville take on the Jaguars. Jaguars are four point underdogs and I don't know. Are the Cowboys going to wake up, Zach? Um, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm taking the upset on this one. I might take the Jacksonville Jaguars in this one, especially after seeing what the Cowboys did last week against the Colts or the, the Texans. I'm going to take the Jacksonville Jaguars and I'm going to take them 27, 24. Wow. Uh, I'm going to stick with the Dallas Cowboys here only because they should end up winning this game as great as the Jaguars have been besides the 40 to like 14 loss they had against the Lions. I'll go with the Cowboys 31-22. Okay. And the Chiefs going to Houston to tech on the Texans. Last time we saw the Texans were two touchdown underdogs. They barely lost against the Cowboys, but this is Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Oh, Texans are winning this for sure, man. They got this one in the bag. <laughs> straight face yeah and they, yeah there's a smirk there's there's honestly a better chance of there's a better chance i i don't even know there there is a better chance of stevie wonder going young blind yeah we, honestly there's a better chance of him becoming getting full vision back tomorrow than the houston texans being able to beat the kansas city chiefs this week correct correct chiefs 35-7 that is you know what i fucking i could damn right see it I'll take the Chiefs. Um, I like 35 for the Chiefs, um, and I, I just like the number nine. So I'm going to go 35-9, Chiefs. Why don't you do a score six to nine while you're at it? Is that supposed to be some sort of – well, that's a pretty low-scoring game, you know? Plus, it would be 9-6. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, the slate of the 4 o'clock games, we have the Patriots going to Vegas to take on the Raiders. Raiders are one-point favorites. Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro were activated off the IR, so the Patriots now have their hands full. Statuses of Ramondre Stevenson, Jack Jones, Devontae Parker, Dem McCourty, 
all up. All in the questionable. I think with all that news we have coming out, I think I think I got to go with the Raiders in this one. I'm not because you know how many times Josh McDaniels has choked leads that he's had. All right, and who's going to know Josh McDaniels better than Josh McDaniels? Yeah, Bill, that's Bill Billy. I'm going to go with the Patriots, 23-19. I'm going to take the uh, I'm going to take the Raiders. Uh, I'm going to take the Raiders 21. I think the Raiders 21-20. I think it'll be another little uh, another tight one. And the Cardinals going to Denver to take on the Broncos. Colt McCoy probably will be the quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. Russell Wilson, I don't know what his stats is going to be after that concussion. I think he's still having a nap, actually, Russell Wilson, from what I last saw. He's probably. He still thinks he's in the game. He's in the hospitals. Well, you know, Blue 42, 180. Green 80. Oh, actually. I could probably, Omaha. Probably some more of him like this. Green 80. Green suck. Oh my god, that's fucking that is so fucking loud. <laughs> uh Cardinals, I'm gonna take Colt McCoy and the Cardinals over the Broncos here. I know the Broncos really do have a great defense. It's been the offense's problem. Not even the offense's problem, it's been Russell Wilson's problem yeah. all season long. Uh I'm gonna go Cardinals low scoring 20 to 14. I'm gonna take the Cardinals as well. Um, and I'm gonna take them uh I'll take them 17, 17 to 14. The Bengals going to Tampa Bay, take on the Buccaneers. And this is why I think there will be end up being a tie or a new uh, holder of first place in the NFC South. The, the Bengals, Bengals are going to steamroll the Buccaneers, I think. Yeah, I think. I'm, I'm going Bengals 27 to 20. They are now my uh, my new favorite to come out of the AFC. Now the Bengals. Yeah. Now with the Lamar Jackson injury, how could you not? Oh, drops on there. Yep. I think it's kick max boss controller off the table. Nice. What do you got for the Bengals Bucks? Um, what's the uh, what's the spread? What's the spread opening and a half in favor of the Bengals? Really? And this is in Tampa Bay. This is in Tampa Bay. I think the uh, I think the Bengals win. Um, I'm gonna say uh, 28 to. I, I'm gonna ride this nine number again. I'm gonna go 28 nine. I Brady will get a touchdown. I'll go 28 13. There you go. What is this? Okay, I saw something for baseball. This guy's really late in reporting the Rodon news. <laughs> Giants, oh my God, this just in. Rodon signs. Yeah. Hey, dickhead, it happened about an hour ago. Giants and Commanders, whoever loses this game, it could affect their, their playoff aspirations here. Season could be done for them. Season could be done. Washington, under Taylor Heineke, a hell of a resurgence. Only one loss as a team. I think they have six wins, one loss, and one tie. The Giants, they've really spiraled the last couple couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And like I said, Zachary, I understand the Giants weren't supposed to be at 7-2 at any point of the season. But the second but you went 7-2, goals You got to make the fucking playoffs. You don't make the playoffs. When you get 7-2, if you sit here and say, well, the Giants finished 8-8-1 eight, eight and one and I'm happy, you should be lying to yourself. At any situation, when your team gets to 7-2, and they go one, six, and one. I'm just throwing sh- numbers out there. I'm not saying there. I'm just yeah. throwing numbers out there. There's it's, no I reason mean, to say that it was a successful season. You should be pissed No, it's extremely disappointing. Extremely it's disappointing. Pissed off. I In my opinion, if the you, Giants if you have no that, receivers, I get it. I get they only have Saquon Barkley. You have to find a way. And the last, what they played now? Last four games they've played. 
since they were 7-2, the defense has given up 28 points. And a large part of it is the blowout that you had against the Eagles. I get it. The problem is there's going to be no tie this game. No. It's just not going to happen. The commanders are winning this game. The commanders are going to end up winning this game. And the Giants, they got a lot, a lot, a lot of work to do to fight for the wild card. I'm going to say this, too. If you're 23-20. And, Zachary, I'll tell you what. This is one of the more hyped-up Sunday night football games I've had in a while this year. Yeah, this will be a good one, I think. And I'm going to say this. There's any Giants fans listening to this. If you are sitting here right now and saying that it's not a failed season, if you guys don't make the playoffs after starting seven and two, then I'm sorry to say you are a loser. <laughs> that is a loser mentality right there. Your team is seven and two at one point. You have to make the fucking playoffs. I don't care if you're, if you're exceeding expectations. You're seven and two. You're, you're legitimately probably three wins away from getting a playoff spot. I two. They got a half a game on every team with the tie. Yeah. So it, it, to me, it's just, just it's it's kind of ridiculous the fall the fall off of that that team's had. Like you said, the second Heineke's taken over behind the Carson. as their leader as quarterback. I mean, that team has made a resurgence. I, I, I I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say 28-21 Commanders. I'm gonna right. say uh, I'm gonna say 27-21 Commanders. And the Monday Night Football game is a dog shit game. So thankfully, when we're doing the show on Monday. We don't have to pay too much attention to it. It's the Packers and the Rams, although. Let's see what Baker can do. If the, yeah. if the injuries are really that bad for Matthew Stafford and a potential retirement, maybe the Rams find their new quarterback. But he's had more time. But remember, the Rams are without Cooper Cup. Yeah, they're, they're missing a lot of key Robinson. pieces. And Watson has been on an absolute tear. The defense hasn't been that well, including Jalen Ramsey. He's not, I, I just think they're ready for the offseason. It sucks because their pick will be for the Detroit Lions. Yeah. Packers I think you know, and I'm going to go 27 18. I think you know who I'm going to ride, who I'm riding with. I know who you're going to ride with. I got to go with my boy Baker. I you know. know, Cleveland Browns guy. He looked good in his first game. We're going to be honest. The Packers have looked like a big pile of dog shit this year. Dog shit. I'm going to take the LA Rams under Baker Mayfield to win 2017. 20 to 17. I want to give I want to give a quick look at the standings before we get off here because I know uh, we're clips. There's the also I I would like to do uh, just a quick little uh, World Cup prediction too for the finals this weekend. Oh, I'm excited for that, dude! I am very very excited for that, man. Yeah, that should you know what? I was fucking really hoping that that Morocco team was going to be able to sneak in there because that would have been just such a sick story. But we'll talk. We'll we'll get to it in a second. We'll finish off the the, uh, the football looking at the standings. It's not coming up in the ESPN app, I think. Oh, here we go. Playoff. All right. So in the playoffs, yes. Currently, right now, in the AFC, if the playoffs were to start today, Buffalo's got the first seed. Kansas City's got the second seed. Buffalo has the first seed due to the fact that they beat Kansas City. So they are over Kansas City. They have the one seed, Kansas City with the two, Baltimore with the three, Tennessee with the four. The fifth belongs to the Cincinnati Bengals. So if they end up beating the Baltimore Ravens, that's going to end up, or if they overpass the Baltimore Ravens, they'll end up being the three seed. If they were to get into a tie with Kansas City, they'll slide up to the two seed. They have the advantage yep. of Kansas City. Number six, the Dolphins. The Dolphins have a good chance to potentially 
get closer to the AFC East, make the Bills slide to their fourth loss. Number seven, the New England Patriots at seven and six. They own the tiebreakers over the Chargers and the Jets, who are also at seven and six. And at five and eight, you have Jacksonville, Vegas, Cleveland, and the Steelers. Officially eliminated throughout the playoffs, Denver and Houston thus far. In the NFC, obviously the Eagles are number one at 12 and one. Yep. Vikings are at second at 10 and three. Niners in third at nine and four. Tampa Bay, due to the fact that it's division, they're in fourth at six and seven. At five, you have the Oh, Dallas- my God. Matthew's almost got the nicest goal of all time. I'm sorry. Mitch Marner came so close to getting his point streak going. Fuck me. Sorry. Sorry. Go on. Number five, you got the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys at 10 and three. Number six and seven in favor of Washington at six. The Giants at seven, seven, five and one. The, the, um, the Seattle Seahawks are seven and six. If the Lions are to win and the Giants are to lose, the Giants will be ahead of them. Seven, six, and one. They have the half a game. So the Giants, win or loss, should be ahead by half a game. Wow. So you know what? It, it, it's going to come down to the wire with that. Uh, Correct. With these playoff Correct. standings. They're going to be up a game and a half on the Lions. If the Seahawks lose, they'll be up half a game. Seven, okay. six, and one. Seven, and seven. Giants will be holding on, so will the Commanders. Yep. So that's what those. God, this is going to be, this like is gonna right be a good finish to the season. Correct. I, I I literally cannot believe what what almost just happened there in that Leaf game. That would have been fucking unbelievable. World Cup, Argentina and France. All right, let's dive into it. Who do you have between those two? I mean, the heart in me wants me to go with Argentina because Messi. I am the exact same way, but my my brain is telling and me every other bone fiber in my body is telling me that France is just too fucking good. But I also feel like, especially with everyone knows all the shit with the FIFA, you know, getting caught for rigging shit and stuff back in the day. It's almost like they had this kind of written out to start. Like, I remember even seeing. No, I disagree. I remember seeing before it started. It's arguably Messi and Ronaldo's last World Cup. It would have been that. But I remember seeing. It was like a statistic. Like, it was like 60% of people or even above 60% of of all the, the, the analysts and Shaver picks was all Argentina to win. Uh, like it just, it's France. I, 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 I believe in, I believe in that bougie sack. I do. I'm going to go. I'm going to say Argentina. I, I'm just, I, I, I would, I would, I, I want to, I'm rooting for Argentina hard. I am. I want to see Messi get the fucking world cup because I'm sick and tired of people saying that Ronaldo is the goat. I don't even so, think Messi's the I'll goat. I'll tell you right now, Robbie, I was going into this world cup. I was always more of a Ronaldo guy than a Messi guy. Like I always thought, if I, if I had to choose, I have one guy. I, I know fuck all about soccer, so take this with a grain of salt. But I just always liked Messi more than uh, Ronaldo more than Messi. And I have completely uh, popped the 180, I think, after this. First of all, just seeing what Messi actually, like, Ronaldo, yes, he has all these goals. But, dude, the guy fucking scores. And 95% of his goals, it seems like, are penalty shots or penalty kicks. The plays that Messi makes, did you see that fucking yeah. pass he made? Messi's a playmaker. Ronaldo like, is more skilled one-on-one. But that's the problem is Ronaldo. I think I, I think Ronaldo's Ronaldo's way more athletic. That's great and all. But in the yeah, game yeah. of soccer, it's a team fucking sport. And that's the thing that and that's why Ronaldo was on the bench. I want to remind everybody the second that he got injured and was done for the Euros, Portugal looked like a completely different team. They looked a lot better. And that's why they won the Euros. And yeah, I, yeah. and listen, if Paulo's listening to this, obviously he's going to disagree. He's the 
biggest Ronaldo fanboy that there is. But I'm telling you, from an outside perspective, do I pay attention to soccer like I used to? I used to really pay attention to soccer hard, Zach. But I told you, what's really pissed me off with these soccer players is the flopping. It's so annoying to watch. Dude, it's like watching 11 tampons versus 11 it's tampons. Like, you know, Marcus Smart on every fucking oh my God, just field in the fourth quarter. Fucking, at least they know that if soccer doesn't work out for them, they could all act in like some sort of soap opera. Yeah. I want I, Messi I, to win. I want Argentina to win for Messi, but it's going to be Mbappe, Conte, and all of them of France, unfortunately. I'm going to root for Argentina. I don't even think Conte's playing, is he? I don't know. I think he's one of the guys. They, they're missing. I think France is uh, even missing one or two a, of their uh, other good guys. I do, especially the hamstrings. Trust me, as a Chelsea fan, I know this. But you know what? I, I, I thought France, too. But, you know, when I was watching, um, I didn't watch too much of the semifinal France versus Morocco. But watching the highlights, it looked like Morocco was taking that game to France. They were. Like, it looked like they had the majority of the chances. So I, it, it, I, think, we're, I think we're in for a good final. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Argentina is going to win just because that's just a bit of a homer in me going for it. But it'll yeah, be, it'll be interesting mind. to see what happens. I'm going to go with my mind. I'm going to go with France. All right. There we have it. Another long, long episode, my friend. Yeah, we are uh, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah, time flies. It does yeah, end up flying. Breaking news: We're down going to the Yankees. We talked about you know injuries going around the NBA with Steph Curry. A lot of things we broke down. A lot of greatness happening in hockey with Marner and Ovechkin. As Marner is against the clock right now to try to extend eight minutes it. left. He's had he's had his chances, but I mean his uh, the time is running out on the clock for him a little bit here. But still eight minutes. Still has some time to uh, to produce something. I'll tell you what, I actually have the game on cable because it, it's against the Rangers. So let's sign off here, Zach. And Zach, yep. take it away. Let me just uh, crank this up here. Ladies and gentlemen, this concludes yet another episode of the Sports Cave. We hope you guys all enjoyed listening tonight because we had a lot of fun crushing a couple cold ones and giving you guys the sports knowledge of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy your night and we will see you guys again on Monday.